Rolling Dice and Taking Names is sponsored by The Broken Token, creator of high-quality gaming accessories and storage solutions. Visit them online at thebrokentoken.com. Are you not entertained? Well, you will be with this episode of Rolling Dice and Taking Names. It's the third annual box office, red box, or trash box. So say hello to my little friends, Marty and Tony, who are joined by Dan Patrice and Chris Kirkman. But frankly, my dear, I don't give a... Hello, and welcome to Rolling Dice and Taking Names. This is episode 91, Californication. I am Marty. Tony. Chris. And I'm Dan. And we are all together again for our third, can you believe it, gentlemen, our third box office red box or trash box episode. This is awesome, dude. I'm so honored to be back and... uh, I miss you guys. Hey, well, we, we miss you too, guys. I mean, it's not like we don't get to hear you, you know, for four to six hours monthly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tony came down to see me in a few weeks ago, and it really made me appreciate uh, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Tony, it was great to see you. My wife still wants to know when you're coming back. I'll be back. You know what really sucked <laughs> was when somebody was, air quote, sick, and he couldn't show up. <laughs> It really sucked. I had a rough go over there for a while, but yeah, I wanted to hang out with you guys. I hate I missed it. Um, now, one thing, Tony, uh, I had to ask, uh, send an email today because I was very confused about the title of this show, Californication, which I knew was an HBO show, but you said there was there was some deeper meaning to it because it's from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers. So, Tony, could you fill us in on what this song's about? Well, I mean, according to Flea, it is basically all about the um, corruption that Hollywood has across the entire world. It's not about sex and all that. He specifically said in an interview that, you know, the Hollywood just corrupts the world. Wherever he travels to, he can see it either in the way the people are or whatever. So therefore, I thought it was appropriate. Plus, it's one of my favorite rock band songs to do on the Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I still love I still love Rock Band and Guitar Hero. Those things are fun, man. Squirrel. Oh, they had a huge setup at PAX. I mean, they were doing like the harmonics was was rocking back, and or it was it was a harmonics. I don't know, but they had a ginormous stage, and they were inviting people up, and they had you know like people just doing different songs. It was amazing. Yeah, but that comeback last year when they reintroduced it flopped big time. Yeah, uh, because I, I was talking to my uh, sons, and I said, "Do any of your friends play that anymore?" It's like, no. Nobody bought any of the new equipment. You know, back in the day, it was like everybody bought everything new when it came out, the new version every year. It's like none of the kids are playing it. You know, I think if they would just start, if they just would go small and just be like, instead of trying to get a million more peripherals and make all that money, uh, if they just went small, just said, all right, nice and easy. What you used to love. Here's a guitar. Here's a game. Now here's a, you know, a new generation of songs. Have fun. Yeah. And, and make it not be a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly. And so that was squirrel number one. Tony, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about well, movies, right? Not games. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about <laughs> movies. But first, Pax, Chris, really? How was that? I, just, I can only live through you. Squirrel. <laughs> Pax is interesting. Um, it's a it's really fun because it's different. It's different than most of the other conventions that we go to um, because it's a mix of video games and tabletop. So you get a little bit of the the old, um, you know, uh, electronics conventions and things and the big video games conventions. And so PAX East is great. Also, it's in Boston, so it's, it's fantastic. I love that city. I mean, you should live there. But Tabletop, over the past, like, four or five years at PAX, has just exploded. We have um, one whole – basically, you've got a ginormous hall. It's full of, like, 
multi-million dollar displays, just giant dinosaur that people can ride, and like the Overwatch booth was nuts. Oh, and, baby. Oh, yeah, there's just so much money pumped into the Boston Convention Center because of PAX East and the video games. And then you have this big divide, which was all set up for League of Legends live tournaments for people to watch and have uh, events and things. And then on the other side is Tabletop, where all of us, you know, sweaty dregs that put, you know, cardboard and paper down on pieces uh, on the table. But it's awesome because we have some good vendor space, but then most of it's just all open gaming. It is the best con for open gaming than you can imagine. There are tons of tables. There's more table space for open gaming at PAX than there is probably vendor space in Gen Con. It's unreal. Wow. Yeah, and the library is extensive, and so people are always playing. And so it's cool for us to be there, too, because we're right there by open gaming. And so we've got a lot of people who come by the booth, and they want to do demos. We were just slammed. We had the booth open from 10 until ten in the morning until 10 at night. And uh, the video game portion of, of PAX shuts down at 6, but the tabletop stays open. So when everybody pours out the video game portion, they come by the booth and are able – it's just slammed. So it's a, it's a ton of fun. Are you finding that a lot more – tabletop game publishers are showing up at PAX East? Well, here's the the funny thing about PAX East is like a couple of years ago, the vendor space in the tabletop area was bigger. Uh, they devoted more space to the, to, to the vendors than they did uh, basically open tables, but now it's reversed. And so it, there's fewer slots for the vendors, but there's probably more vendors wanting to get in. So some of them buy space over in the regular uh, video game exhibition hall. And they're cool and they do they have good booths, but they're just kind of lost in the in the the screaming surrounds of all the video game stuff. And I would guess the prices over there are probably a lot higher than in the board game area. Yes, they are. There, I'm not sure exactly how much the how much more expensive they are, but they are definitely more expensive. And so for it just makes sense for us to have it in the tabletop area. And there's just t- as much traffic there as there is outside. But yeah, there's a lot of demand. And, and what gets me about this, Chris, is the. And we all know the guys who created this. They went from this web-based comic to this amazing network of stuff. It just you just kick yourself. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know. It's oh. this huge sprawling empire, and it all started with a web comic, and it's just amazing. And but but the PAX system and and everything that they put together for all the PAX shows is great. It's it's run really well. Um, it's very clear when things are, you know, open and closed. They have lots of great signage, uh, good, you know, traffic flow. There's a lot of conventions that can learn a lot from the PAX um, shows. But I, I really love PAX East every year. It's just a little bit different, still tiring, and there's a constant, like, roar of somebody blowing somebody up in League of Legends or, you know, something else. But overall, it's it's an absolute blast. Okay, well, all right. So before we squirrel to number three, let's get back to why we're here because people are like, we're ready for the movies. But bef- before we do that, guys, I sent you an email. Everything's about email, guys. And it was go back and review your 2015 movies and tell me just one now, well, not a whole bunch of them. Was there any that just you either saw Redbox or Box Office that completely floored you? I will say uh, for me, I saw. Ant-Man late. I didn't I see it in a the theater and I rented it. And that movie was so much better than I thought it was going to be. I was kind of expecting a kind of a throwaway Marvel movie, which I shouldn't have done because that was a, a really, really good movie that I enjoyed. Yeah, I, I agree with Ant-Man because that was, I mean, it wasn't that I thought it was going to be a disappointment. It's just the one wild card that was out there for Marvel. It was everybody, since they've had so many successes, everybody's just waiting. When is there not going to be a success? And 
a lot of people were saying Ant-Man was it, and especially because there was a kind of a slow buzz build up to it. A lot of people were saying like, oh, this is fine or whatever, but some of the reviewers out there were kind of on the fence, at least earlier reviews, and so I went as, on, as soon as it opened. And I was floored. I just thought it was fantastic. And, and it's just fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. And you just have a good time. And Paul Rudd, of course, is fantastic. He's just a, a great guy all around and, and a great actor. And he fits the role perfectly. And I can't wait to see his character show up more in Avengers movies and things like that. Did you see the trailer with him in Civil War? Yeah, he's on uh, He's on classically on Hawkeye's arrow. He's on the tip of the arrow. And that's for, that's straight from the Avengers. There's another one. No, I haven't seen that one then. Oh no, all oh, the the one where he's he's like he just comes introduces up introduces the Captain America. Right, right. Yeah, I have seen that one. But some people are speculating that those things are just kind of like snippets that aren't going to be in the movie, and they're just oh they're like just promos because it's so like off the cuff. It's just like they're hanging out talking, you know. But I think it'd be great if it was in the movie. All right, Dan, what about you? My biggest surprise, and it's kind of cheesy, but my biggest surprise was how horrible Pitch Perfect Two was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really expect. Them kind of to go back to the well and and it'd be good, but the fact was they they went back to the well and they just went off to real cheese land and they tried to they tried too hard to recreate the magic of the first one and it, it was horrible. I mean, it had a couple of good numbers, but I mean, even the end was wasn't good enough to save it. Uh, I'll be honest, Dan. You know, you and I were on board with that just because last year. But when my daughter, I was going to go see it with her. She was all on board, and she started hearing the reviews. She said, uh, "No, Daddy." And she she didn't even bring it home for Redbox. She's like, "We're not going to watch this." (laughs) Well, we bought it. We bought it, and you know, we didn't even go to the movie theater, but we bought it because we figured we'd love it, and we turned it on once. I'm like, I can't believe I bought this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, somebody will get it out. Out there now for me it had to be minions and the fact that i was disappointed by it it was not that good i had a lot of hope for the little yellow guys but let me tell you that, that movie just kind of disappointed along with some other movies from last year but we won't even go there with me but that's okay <laughs> uh after you told me that tony then i assumed probably the funniest parts were in the uh the t or the trailers uh pretty much yeah Okay. That's really what it but was. Did you watch it from the ten-year-old uh, Tony or from the forty-one-year-old uh, Tony? I even wore my minion T-shirt, so from the ten-year-old. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so I was I was good to go. I still haven't seen it, and I I probably won't. I mean, I I like the idea of the minions, but I knew it was going to be a disappointment. So, however, that said, though, I did bite the bullet and I did take one for the team, and I did go to see Pixels in the theater. Oh, and it's exactly what you think it is. And it's exactly what you're <laughs> going to get out of it. It is absolutely horrendous. But at the same time, it's like it's such a massive train wreck. You can't keep your eyes off the screen. It's got to be <laughs> a guilty pleasure. I mean, it's it got to be. It's kind of. But at the same time, I don't want to spoil anything. But anyway, at the end, there's all these comic. I mean, these video game characters showing up on screen and stuff. And I'm like, it's supposed to be circa, I think, 1983 or whatever, with the era of the, that the aliens steal the technology from. And like these characters are showing up that weren't in that era. And I'm like, no. If you're gonna do it, do it right. I mean, don't like just throw weird stuff in there. That's a little too much. Well, I mean to say to say if you're gonna come out to eighty four. If you're going to do (laughs) a movie like this, you better dang well commit to it. You know that's uh, that's chin that's chin beard stuff right there. I'm with Chris. Don't be showing me Snake in a movie that's supposed to be from nineteen (laughs) eighty three. Don't be showing me all. It's like it's from eighty three. Ghostbusters wasn't out yet. You can't make a Ghostbusters reference. That's right. Uh, see, I would call him on that. I'm telling you. 
<laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Very good, gentlemen. So let, we need to get to 2016. But before we do that, I do want to say we did a great draft last year. It went well for somebody who rode his dinosaur. Y'all, y'all did a great draft <laughs> yeah. last year. Yeah. Somebody rode his T-Rex all the way to the winner's circle. Yeah. Way to go, Chris. Did he like basically beat all of us put together? No, I came in. I was right there. I mean, I'll admit his one um, movie did kind of take me out, but I was, I was up there. I mean, I went with the young crowd, and the young crowd pays off. So just remember that for 2016 draft. Yeah, we did our homework. You know, you got to look for that young crowd. So the young crowd. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Right? And all the other. We'll we'll get to that. We'll We'll get to that. We'll get to that. (laughs) Crazy Cards from Portal Games will be available at Origins this year. We recently taught it to some local gamers. Listen to what they thought about the game. I really enjoyed it. I, I think that my kids would enjoy it, so I'm looking forward to it hitting the shelves. I thought it was a lot of fun for that first playthrough. It was fun creating mayhem, running carts into each other, and just kind of busting things up. For more information about the game and to place your pre-order, go to portalgames.pl. So if this is your first time listening to our box office, red box, trash box show, just let me talk a little bit about how this is going to work. I'm going to give a synopsis of a movie, a summer movie. And granted, I know our first summer movie starts May 3rd, and I know the summer doesn't technically start until June, but it seems like they keep moving the summer movies back. You remember when it used to be Memorial Day was like the beginning of the mm-hmm. summer season? The unofficial start now of the summer. beginning of May. That's right. <laughs> now it's the beginning of May, so that's why we're doing it now. So I'm going to give a synopsis, and then each of us are going to give it a rating. You're going to either going to give it a box office rating where it's like, yeah, this is a movie I got to check out in the box office. A red box rating, which is, you know, I can just wait and rent it. Or trash box, I have zero interest in seeing this movie at all. So the first movie we're going to begin with is potentially one of the bigger movies we're going to talk about, which is Captain America Civil War. And this is going to be opening up the first weekend in May. And I don't know that this movie really needs an intro, as probably you've been bombarded with trailers over the past several months uh, with this movie. This is a follow-up in the Marvel Universe. I believe this is what, gentlemen? Is it the second block kicking off of the third block of Marvel movies? I'm not sure where we are. It's tier two from what I understand, yeah. It's got to be near the end of tier two, I'm I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Doctor Strange is supposed to be like the right at the end, the cusp of tier two, tier three. And uh, this movie is also uh, has the same people starring in it, directed by the Russo brothers, which I'm a big fan of. I loved Winter Soldier. Shut up, Dan. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Chris knows what he's talking about. That's right. Uh, so it's curious to see what they do to this one. So we're going to start uh, with Tony. I'm glad you you have all that down because Marty because I got no clue phase three phase two I don't care Captain America Civil War that will definitely be seen in the box office and it better not let me down like Age of Ultron did oh <gasps> that's that's fair what what yeah that's oh, fair hey. Age of Ultron let you down oh like it, it, if it wasn't if it hadn't been for the minions that would have been on my disappointments <laughs> of 2015 oh my <laughs> lord <laughs> even Joss Whedon just recently said I'm sorry I let you down with Age of Ultron <laughs> so hashtag D.A. McCree yes I, or no uh, <laughs> at D.A. McCree I know what he's saying I still don't know what you're all talking about. I thought Age of Ultron was good. I mean, there, it had its it had its faults, but it, it, it was, was just good. fine. It was just fine. We we you know what it is. There was so much lofty expectations for that movie that yes. it almost couldn't live up to it. But it, I mean, it was okay. Everything I mean, that happened with Hawkeye saved 
Everything about that movie. It doesn't matter. All right. It was but back to, back to Civil War, gentlemen. Stay on track. That's right. Civil War, I mean, it's, there's, there's no spoilers here. This is going to be the movie of the summer. Um, I don't, this is a little different than I think Ultron because Ultron's story had been told multiple times, uh, sort of, you know, in, in a way in, in the universe. So this is, this is more of a, this is one story. Like, uh, th- you know, this has been done in, in the universe as far as comics go. There, There's only one way for it to go. I mean, you can meander a little bit. Like, Ultron, there's a few different ways they could have went with it. This, there's a lot of people that are going to be left uh, really surprised at the end of this movie, I think. Potentially, because we don't know how far it's going to go, right? I just, the, the if you read the Civil War uh, graphic novel, it does not end where you, th- where I'm thinking you're thinking that okay. it ends. See, I've never read the Civil War. Never it's the aftermath it. of the Civil War. Okay. Exactly. So I'm curious how far this movie will go, but I know what you're talking about, Dan. I'm wondering if they if they go there in this one, but we'll, we'll save that for another. We'll have to do a spoiler cast on our show, uh, and we'll get you on there. <laughs> Chris. Oh, no surprise here, Blockbuster. I mean, I'm, uh, bo- box office, sorry. Block, blockbuster as well, but um, it's uh, we've already got tickets. I bought tickets. Uh, Daryl's going to be in town, Dan- and Dan and Daryl and I are going to Thursday night before it even opens. Oh, you know, yeah. Regular. Going <laughs> giant 75-foot screen, 3D. It's going to be awesome. So, yeah, I mean, this 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 movie is going to be amazing. I, they can't do the full Civil War storyline. I wish they could because they can't incorporate all of the characters that came into Civil War, but... I like the fact that they find, they actually got Spider-Man, and I, I'm fascinated to see if they're going to incorporate Spidey's story like they did in Civil War, because no spoilers to everybody else, Spidey eventually becomes sort of like Switzerland in this. He just doesn't know which side to be on, and um, I'm hoping that they kind of stick with that, because he doesn't he doesn't need, need to be in that kind of thing. It's like he gets pulled in by Tony, but then he realizes, maybe I don't know the answers to this, and he's kind of the moral compass of what everybody else is thinking about it as well. So I'm 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 stoked. Uh, same here. I can't uh, add any more than what you guys already said. It's it's box office all the way. Tony and I are going to be down in Atlanta for the Simon Expo, and we're actually going to go see it Thursday night also. Nice. So we can't wait. Nice. The next movie, Money Monster, a TV personality's insider trading tips have made him the money guru guru of Wall Street. When a viewer who lost all of his family's money on a bad tip from Lee decides to hold Lee hostage on air, rating sores the entire country tunes into this media frenzy to find out just how much a man's life is worth. This movie stars George Clooney and Julia Roberts. When I first saw the pitch and I started watching the trailer, uh, I I wasn't very taken, but as the trailer unfolded, uh, I really started to like it more and more. I, I wonder if it gives a little bit too much of the story away in that trailer, but uh, I would—I was really kind of on the fence. I, don't, I didn't want to box office everything, so I kind of red boxed this, but I, I could go almost either way. This looks actually like a really interesting thrill, you know, um, intellectual thriller. So I'm going to go, I'm stick with red box, but I think this might actually be a pretty good movie. I actually have it on my box office list because, I mean, it's George Clooney and, and Julia Roberts. I mean, this is this is when we're talking about box office stuff. This is going to be good. I mean, from watching the trailer, it just seems like there's a lot of palpable tension. It's got you know Clooney playing up you know this you know the charming side of him, but these he's playing the overly charming kind of smug personality, TV personality. And I think that as long as it doesn't devolve into the whole you know like oh I'm a captive and I'm gonna show my captor that there's the human side of this or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of ways this movie can go, but I personally think, I hope that I get to see it in the box office. It's one of those that happens early enough in the year that I think it's separated enough from other movies that I want to see that it's possibly that I'll get to, and I'll probably go to see it. 
For me, it's going to be, I'm kind of like with Dan. I think it's one of those that I might enjoy in the box office, but I'm, I'm red boxing it. I'm probably going to hear what, you know, you guys think in the movie, what, what you thought. And I may go see it. I, the story intrigues me. So just right now, I'm going to have it at red box. Well, I'm going to have to go um, the box office because I think this is going to be one of those date night movies. It's got two of my favorite actor actresses in it. I, uh, as long as, as long as they don't make Julia some sappy, you know, female type actress in there that just can't, you know, hold her own with Clooney. As long as she's up there with Clooney, I think it'll be a good movie and definitely one of those that you can just sit back and enjoy at the box office. The next movie, The Nice Guys. The Nice Guys takes place in the 1970s Los Angeles when down on his luck, private eye Holland March, played by Ryan Gosling, and hired uh, enforcer Jackson Healy, which is played by Russell Crowe, must work together to solve the case of a missing girl and the seemingly unrelated death of a porn star. During their investigation, they uncover a shocking conspiracy that reaches up to the highest circles of power. This is, honestly, it's kind of on the skirt for me. I mean, it's, I got it as a rental, but I'm almost tempted to put it as trash because I'm like, I don't know. It seems a bit of a stretch. You know, Russell doing this comedic bit, he's just, I mean, he's funny in interviews and things, but I just, we're going to see this again be put a little bit further back when we talk about another movie with an action star in it. I, I will rent it. I'm sure it'll probably. Dan's got a note in our spreadsheet a little bit later that'll be a drunk as hell rental. This will probably be a drunk as hell rental for me. Yeah, but it's definitely not a box office for me. For me, I've got this down as a red box. I'm just, uh, and I like period piece movies, and I thought this movie was kind of interesting. My wife is really uh, interested in see it too because she thought it was funny. So right now, I have it as a uh, red box. All right. So for me, I was. On the cusp, too, but then I started really thinking about it. I'm going to go trash on this one because they are pushing the trailers like crazy at the theaters now. I mean, yeah, yeah it's just a ridiculous amount of exposure. So what that equates to me, and it means absolutely nothing, is this movie is going to be bad. So trash for me. I am unapologetically in love with Russell Crowe. The guy's awesome. <laughs> so... I that kind of moved it from trash to red box because I think this might be it there was enough funny quips that I figure there's probably some good some good back and forth between those two guys that I, I think uh this would be a decent red box to sit and watch with the wife uh you know date night like you said earlier uh so it saved it from the trash for me yeah but he's got such a beautiful mind <laughs> oh, are you not entertained nice <laughs> still the best movie he's ever been in is LA Confidential but that's beside the point squirrel <laughs> <laughs> the next movie, Angry Birds. This movie takes us on an island populated entirely by happy, flightless birds, or almost entirely. In this paradise, Red, played by Jason Sudeikis, a bird with a temper problem, Speedy Chuck, by jo uh, played by Josh Gad, and the volatile bomb, Danny McBride, have always been outsiders. But when the island is visited by mysterious green piggies, it's up to these unlikely outcasts to figure out what the pigs are up to. So basically, this is a movie adaptation of a video game. I started watching this trailer, and I'm like, wow, they are just really literally taking this video game and just putting... A conversation piece with it this is a trash box for me i just really have no interest in this so for me this is also a trash box and i, I agree with you marty but the thing is i don't even know if the kids who would actually want to go see this even got to play angry birds you know it's <laughs> it's been on forever i don't know but trash for me uh, i think marty's reading of what the movie's about is better than what the movie's going to be <laughs> <laughs> other than the fact that it's got some good actors in there this is going to be a movie where it's probably going to be about uh 
75, 80 minutes long. And the first 60 minutes, you're going to be waiting for them to start flinging these stupid birds. And then the last 15 minutes, they're going to fling the birds and you'll be like, well, it's about time. And again, like, just like Tony said, the kids that it would, it would be for, they may have played the game, but it's going to be horrible. I don't even think my kids would enjoy this movie. Trash box. Oh, total box office. (laughs) 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 I'm kidding. Of course. Oh my God. This is going to be the most horrific. I just, I've been tired of Angry Birds for years and now we have to deal with all this. We're going to have merchandise. We're going to have like, uh, I don't probably a Taco Bell tie-in or whatever. So you guys see the Angry Birds around all summer long. It's going to make me grumpy as hell. No, trash box. And it's, I agree with what Tony said. This movie is about five years too late. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah, the Angry Birds yeah. thing has been gone forever. I don't even know anybody plays it. Well, they have Angry Birds 2 out now, which is pretty popular, but it's not as popular as the original one is. I'll even admit to playing a little bit of it, but I was just like, nope, nope. It was too much of the same. I'm like, I'm done. Dude, there's nothing wrong with admitting to playing Angry Birds. The game is awesome. I'd sit there and play the game no, for the an game, hour and a half over. I, uh... I know, but still at the same time, it's like, <laughs> how long can we play Angry Birds over and over and over again? And it's, just, and it's like, I'm just done. I'm fine. I'm tired. You could probably make a better movie with Snapchat over Angry Birds. You know, <laughs> capture all Snapchat the Snapchat. the movie. <laughs> Our next movie, X-Men Apocalypse. This is a, another series of X-Men movies with the younger X-Men. And this time we bring in uh, one of the uh, bigger villains of the mutant universe, Apocalypse. Don't really need to give much of any more than that. It brings back a lot of the same actors from the previous movies. And kicking this one off is going to be Tony. This is going to be right behind Civil War. This is box office for sure, though I do agree with a lot of the fans out there. Could you not have done a better job on the Apocalypse character in this movie? I mean, some fan dumb RP LARPers out there are doing a better job on the Apocalypse um, character, but I will love it. I love the new X-Men. So for me, this is a definite box office, probably three weeks after it's released just to avoid the, the crowds. I'm pretty sure that me and Chris will probably be there the night before again for this particular movie, but I, I'm going to see it in box office and I'd say box office. However, I mean, I'm going to say box office, but my caveat is this. I think this is setting up to be the big bomb of the summer. I just don't think I, I really Ooh. think that there's just I just got this hint that it's going to be a train wreck. It's going to be I'm cautiously optimistic, and I'll say box office. Oh, box office, of course. I mean, it's the X Men. I'm not not going to go see it. And I love the younger X Men. I love Magneto. I love the fact that we're going to get the four horse of the po- four horsemen of the apocalypse. I love the fact that we're going to get Angel and they tear off his wings and put in the blade wings and all that stuff. I mean, it's just like, hey, we finally get a good storm. My God. And we finally have a decent storm. Yeah, but we get Olivia Munn, too. That, that alone oh, is worth the price of admission. I wasn't even going to mention that, but you mentioned that now, and I'm like, I'll go and watch her paint a wall for two and a half hours. <laughs> I don't I don't even care. Uh, but yeah, this is, I mean, I don't know, Dan. I was very trepidatious about this when I first saw the first teaser trailer, and I started seeing the, the set pieces with Oscar Isaacs as, as Apocalypse. But I actually think this one's going to be pretty good. And... I hope that I'm not surprised that it sucks. Well, I hope I, I'm wrong. I do hope you're wrong as well. Not only just in general, but um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but about this, but about this movie. So, I yeah, definitely box office. Yeah, and for me, it's it's definitely a box office. Also, I don't know if you saw the brand new trailer that was just released today, and it actually scares me a little more because they are throwing in a lot of X Men they haven't shown before, and I always get worried. 
when you show a lot of superheroes in one movie, because it's like, how are you going to give equal time to all of them sort of deal? So it's a really cool trailer, but I'm kind of scared. But I, I actually love this generation. And I know that people may totally despise me for this, but I like Michael Fassbender and James McElvoy as their characters more than I do Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart did with them. Oh, I think you're right. Oh, yeah, I just, I'm with you. I, I don't know. I think it's almost apples and oranges to me, though. Well, it is a little bit. But, I mean, Ian McKellen and uh, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart's portrayal of both of them were, were good. But they were surrounded by subpar movies, in my opinion. And also subpar writing, and they had to deal with a little bit more comic booky type of things. The new generation has gotten a little bit more gritty, a little bit more closer to the source material. And, I mean, they're just acting the crap out of these movies. I would take a mixture of the two because um, Patrick Stewart, he is Professor X. Like, he just flat is. There's no better than him. But I would take the other Magneto over... Over, not that I don't like Ian, I just, but I just think that the other guy is better. And, and he is the quintessential Star Trek captain. Also, I want to get that in now before anybody <laughs> tries to dispute me. But uh, so I, I, for, I forgot who Olivia Munn was playing. So I did a quick Google here. Psylocke. Dan. Psylocke. Psylocke. Yeah. And it, but the first thing that pops up on Google is Olivia Munn needs lube to squeeze into her tight X-Men costume. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's I like, read anyway. that article. <laughs> I have that article book bookmarked. okay moving on marty here we go so it looks like we're gonna go uh back into uh wonderland as we have the uh, fallout movie alice through the uh looking glass alice has spent the last few years falling in her father's footsteps and sailing the high seas upon her return to london she came across a magical looking glass and returns to the fastical realm of underland and her friends the white rabbit Absalom, Cheshire Cat, and the Mad Hatter, who was played by uh, Johnny Depp. I kind of dug the first one of this, and this they kind of looked like they went into a different way where it doesn't look like it's a real spiritual successor to the first one. Because the first one, it was fairly, I want to say open-ended. I mean, it, it wasn't like a cliffhanger, but it seemed like it was a little open-ended where you could have thrown a movie right after it. This seems almost like the same universe, but completely different. So... It left me a little scared about this one where I didn't want to completely trash box it because um, I kind of like the kooky. Johnny Depp is the Mad Hatter. He's really good at it. Uh, the rest of the cast, I mean, they, the story looks a little little out there, but but it's worth a rental to me. Red box. I'll red box it. I'm definitely not going to the movie to see it. I mean, I, I went to, oh, I can't even believe I did this, but I went opening night 3D to watch the original one. And of course, I was disappointed but it did have it did have some merits to it. I mean, I thought it, the, I liked the quirkiness. I liked um, you know some of the things that they did with it. And I think that this is one of those where it's like you know, okay, there's a lull in what's come out for rentals, and I'll just go, ah, eh, why not? I'll spend two and a half hours kind of you know geeking out on the visuals. For me, the original I believe was directed by Tim, Tim Burton, Burton. Yes, and yeah. I, I typically enjoy Tim Burton movies. Tim Burton is not doing this movie really. It, it, I don't know. It's something. No, no he's not. And so it didn't really grab me. And the reason why he's not associated with it, and I like his quirky style of movies, I have it as a, a trash box myself. Tony? Um, this is I didn't see the first one. This one's going to be trash box for me. I don't even think I could stand 10 minutes of the Queen of Hearts. Oh, that, oh man. She sorry, grows on sorry. you, though. I mean, the, the first one was the same way where you're like, oh, she looks really annoying. But then you're kind of like, look forward to seeing her. So she's like a fungus. Yeah, she grows on you. Right, exactly. a vi- or a virus. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's what people call me, a fungus. I grow on you after a while, Tony. <laughs> uh, I understand. Oh, my. Next, 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows, more adventures with turtle crime fighters Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, and Raphael. Chris. Well, uh, we should just let Dan <laughs> and don't, talk. And don't about forget this. about Megan Fox. Toe thumbs? Why do I want to talk about toe thumbs? <laughs> An arrow. <laughs> well, yeah. That's true. Uh, okay. All oh, right. but he looks like a good Casey Jones. If Come you on. wanted to rile me up, no, he doesn't. Yes, no, he, he does. Doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's got short hair. He looks like Arrow. He looks like they He looks like Arrow in a hockey mask. It's just like you're into Casey Jones, and you're not going to give him long hair. Come on, just do it. If you're going to put Casey Jones in the movie, I knew they were going to do it anyway. I'm sorry, I'm ranting, but anyway. So now we have to deal with. Uh, Casey Jones, that's fine. I don't really care that Megan Fox is the movie. I don't know why everybody's all about Megan Fox. But she was pretty good in the first one as April. I thought she was excellent, um, actually. She was fine, I guess. Whatever. Anyway, I'll rent it. I'm definitely not going to the movies to see it. I said, thing, I said that about the first movie. I rented it. I thought it was fine and fun. I'm glad I didn't go to the movies to see it. But a rental, it'd be fun. It'd be a fun night to kind of, you know, kick back with a, a beer or two and, and uh, join the Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> and you got Rocksteady and Bebop, man. That is true. I will give them that. The fact that they're bringing back Rocksteady and Bebop that that'll be pretty cool. And they look they look humorous. They, the the animation looks pretty good for them. I I don't know. I'm I'm actually I I don't mean to go out of turn, Marty. No, go ahead. Go ahead, man. Because <laughs> uh, I'm going to let Tony. I'm sure Marty and Tony will probably bring it back down to reality. But I the first one was fun. And, it, and if you remember, it came out like a week or two after. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy did a couple years ago, uh, and it actually won the box office. I think it either won the first week or the second week because a lot of people went to see it. I really liked the first one. I thought it was fun. You know, I know there's a million different turtle universes. I really don't care if 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 it made if it brought joy to watching it and had fun when it was going on, and my kids had smiles on their faces, and I actually I didn't dread watching it. You know, I you go to the movies with your kids. Like I watched Paul Blart two with my kids. My kids <laughs> were smiling, and I was like just poking freaking hot coals in my eyes to try and do something different than watching it. But when I was watching the Turtles, I liked it. I really I really enjoyed watching it. So I'm really looking forward to this one because they're they're just cool and fun. It's what the Turtles are supposed to be. Yeah, and box I office. understand box office. You go for it. And I love the turtles. You know, <laughs> heroes in the half shell, baby. But turtle I did power. not see turtle power. I did not <laughs> see the last one. So what I think I'm going to do is I will red box this one, red box the other one, and I will just have a you know a binge watch of both of them and say, okay, I'm good with the turtles. But because I did, I, I was a turtles fan. Always have been. And yeah, Bebop, Rocksteady, gotta love those guys. So. um I'm, but I will red box it, Marty. I have three teenage boys who would typically get into a movie like this. And we were sitting in the theater for the first time that we saw this trailer. Basically, their reaction was, wow, this crap really will stink on ice when it comes out. <laughs> and that's from three teenage boys. I have zero interest in seeing this movie. This is a big old trash box for me because if the demographic of which they're going for has no interest in seeing it, then I don't eat Hater. 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 <laughs> Such a hater. It's, you know, it's a Michael Bay thing. We understand, Marty. You just can't get behind anything Michael Bay. It's, I think it's still produced by Michael Bay, not, not directed, but it still has the Michael Bay stink all over it. But I, I like Michael Bay stink. Sorry. Hater. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it will stink a lot. Okay, next. <laughs> 
Pop star, never stop, never stopping. This comedy goes behind the scenes as a singer rapper, Connor Farrell, played by uh, Andy Samberg, pl- faces a crisis of popularity after his sophomore album flops, leaving his fans and rivals all wondering what to do when he's no longer the dopest of all. <laughs> so for me, I I like Andy. I think he's funny. I enjoy his uh, uh, TV show, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But I watched the trailer and it's like, and I watched the Red Band trailer of this, and it probably turned me off even more. <laughs> it's like, no, this is just not the movie for me. It just looks a little too silly, too campy, so it's a trash box. Tony? And see, that surprises me with you, Marty, because you've always liked these little mockumentary-type movies like Break the Wind or whatever it was. And- <laughs> a Mighty Wind. <laughs> a Mighty Wind. That's the movie. Break the Wind. <laughs> break Wind. Yeah. You cannot compare a Mighty Wind a mighty to wind Pop is Star. Blowing. No, or spinal tap. No, yeah, exactly. Holy cow. (laughs) Anyway, this is trash box for me, Chris. It'll be red box for me. I mean, there'll be one of those drunken nights where I'm like, yeah, let's watch an Andy Sandberg stink fest. They'll be fine. <laughs> By the way, Marty, before Dan gets in here, it took us to movie eight before it became a drunk fest for for um, Chris to start watching <laughs> and, and doing that. Just want to point that out. It won't be the last. No, You're it right. won't be. I, I actually think I'm I'm in the same boat where this needs to be a drunk fest because as I was watching a trailer, when I see Andy Sandberg, I'm like, Oh my God, it's going to be horrible. But then the supporting cast, like the thing about what mm-hmm. Sandberg can do is he can get really good performances out of cameos and out of other people. And I think that's what's the joy in that type of writing. It's not him. Like we know he's an idiot, but, and he's funny and is a funny idiot. And that's why we like him. However, what he gets out of like Sarah Silverman, who can, she kind of skirts that line of love and hate. And then other people that were in that trailer, I was like, you know what? This is kind of worth a, you know, get the guys and uh, have some beers and watch some pretty tasteless TV, you know, TV. So here we are. This uh, comes out uh, June 2nd. So we're already doing the Drunk Fest movies this early <laughs> in the summer. So. Usually that's August, usually. Uh, yeah. No, that's right. Uh, next movie, Warcraft. The peaceful realm of Azeroth stands on the brink of war as a civilization faces a fearsome race of invaders. Orc warriors fleeing their dying home to colonize another. As a portal opens to connect the two worlds, one army faces destruction and the other faces extinction. From opposing sides, two heroes are set on a collision course that will decide the fate of their family, their people, and their home. So begins a spectacular saga of power and sacrifice in which the war has many faces and everybody fights for something. Okay, just your reading along tells me how sappy this might actually be. And, oh, but I'm going to have to go to the box office to see it. Now, if anything, it's because of how much, you know, Warcraft we played on the computer. I want to see how well they do it. But they are bombarding the trailers again. Oh, man, every movie I've gone to for the past two months, we've had the Warcraft trailers. This might pop as the biggest bomb uh, compared to X-Men. Okay, that's just my thoughts. Man. I played Warcraft since day one, and the lore that they've got dripping in this movie, I mean, you've got Medivh, you've got Lothar, Duratan, Ogrim, Khadgar, you've got Gul'dan, you've got all these pen- people in the movie. Uh, you even see a little, um, oh, I can't remember. Uh, anyway, you see also- Where's Thrall? Where's Thrall? You see a baby Thrall. That's what I was trying to say. Thank you, Tony. You see baby Thrall in, even in the uh, in the trailers. I mean- 
I got to see this in the, in the box office. So much so, and I, here's a blatant name drop for you. Uh, my buddy Scott, who's been doing the Instance podcast for, for 10 years now, he's renting out a movie theater in Salt Lake. I might even be flying out there to watch it with him uh, out there to watch it in opening night. I haven't, I haven't figured out whether I can pass, get that past the wife, but I'm, I'm still debating just to see it on opening night with my friends. God, I, box office. You're all the biggest nerds I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> this movie is going to suck so hard. <laughs> Every trailer I've seen, I've just been like wanting to poke my eyes out with spoons because I'm like, the CGI is horrific. It's based on an MMO that I personally never got involved with because I knew that it's the biggest time suck in the world. But not only that, I don't want to spend five hours trying to level up somebody by camping on somebody. It's just going to be the biggest box office That was bomb. if the movie was called EverQuest, Chris. This is Warcraft. That's a little Whatever. Bit Dude, seriously, it's horrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be... Uh, literally, I'm probably feeling listening to you all talk about this movie the way that if, if there was a Warhammer 40k movie coming out and you listen to me talk about it because this movie is going to suck so hard that it's going to create a void that it takes all the other movies that come out the same weekend and sucks them into a black hole that nobody can ever escape from. It is... Horrible. I had it as a rental on my list, but you know what? I'm trash boxing the crap out of this. I oh, he changed it. You could actually be right. This this does actually seem like it could be horrible. The 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 fact that they changed those camera views so fast in the trailer, I I I say box office and I'm probably gonna like it just because I'm a huge fan. But (laughs) you're you could be entirely. I'll give you that. This could be horrible. It was enough. It was enough, and I know that I'm I'm gonna lose some people on this, and I say this every time. But it was enough that I had to sit through twelve hours of Lord of the Rings. Oh, Oh, okay. Moving on, Marty. No, 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 no. I'm not saying Lord of the Rings is bad. I loved. I read the books. It was great. But I mean, come on, people. Let's let's just wrap it up. Peter Jackson, let's wrap it up. Let's. I don't want to see. I don't have to live through twelve hours. Now, The Hobbit was even worse because The Hobbit's my favorite book. And then they stretched it into three movies, and not only that, they called it smog instead of smog. <laughs> but it is smog. It is, shut your face. Sh- I don't should we hear it. go read the Silmarillion? It's Dude, smog. Silmarillion. That's, hair. That is ambient on paper, is what that is. <laughs> it really is. It truly is. But listen, Warcraft is like taking it's taking the hearts of all of those lovely Tolkien fans, and it's going to bring them over here, and it's going to crush it like a lump of coal in Superman's hands. And the diamond is not going to come out. It's going to be a solid gold turd. It's horrible. Anyway, end of rant. So, <laughs> so for me, uh, number one, I think this movie's probably not based on the MMO, but what happened in Warcraft Two. Uh, which is what it sounds like. So this would be the RTS story, probably not the MMO, but I'm just... So, so well, well, you're no, okay, see, you're okay yeah. saying that, but Angry Birds is bad. No, so. he, no he's right, because the, the lore that it comes through is actually from before the MMO, but it has a lot of yes. characters that you interact with in the MMO. So, but, no, but now, but I have this... I just going to I have this as a box office because I want to see this on screen. But Chris, I totally agree with you. I could walk out of that movie going, that was the worst <laughs> piece of poop. I mean, this might, I mean, this might, this poop might even smell worse on ice than what Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> could because there's so much potential there. As Dan said, this universe is rich with lore and fantastic stories that to be told, but it could come out bad. It does look bad. I have it as a box office because I just want to see those characters on screen, but it why, could Why they didn't bad. tell the Arthas story as their first major movie is beyond me because it's a classic, you know, Heroes Fall. I mean, it would have made a great movie. Dan, I 100% agree. And when I heard there was a Warcraft story coming out, I thought it has to be that. It has to be because it was such an 
awesome story. And when I heard it's not, it's like, okay, if you think you're going to set yourself up to tell the story in the future, this first movie out of the gate better be good, but I don't, it may not be. You may never see another Warcraft movie. All right. Yet. All right. So I, let me bring us back into focus because that's my job here. Gentlemen, we have 15 more movies to get through. If you <laughs> do the Warcraft one, okay. we could. So, but I, I will summarize for everyone. We all, all but one said box office, but we all said this will probably be steaming. And that's our biggest fear. <laughs> Next movie, Marty. Finding Dory. So we had Finding Nemo. Well, guess what? We're going to try to find Dory now. As she suddenly remembers that she has a family, and she goes out with all her friends to go searching for her family. This is a pretty easy no-brainer. We'll save some of the time that we use for Warcraft. My kids, I myself and my kids love Finding Nemo. It's one of the best Pixar movies ever, uh, box office. So Dory's going to be good. <laughs> Chris, I yeah, box office for me too because I, mean, I love Pixar. I didn't go see Inside Out in the box office, and, but after I saw it, I enjoyed it. It wasn't the best Pixar movie that ever came out, but um, it was just it, it. The previews of the trailers didn't look that great. Finding Dory, all the previews that I've seen so far, the trailers that I've seen have been fun. And Finding Nemo again was not my favorite Pixar. It's good. All the Pixar movies are good. It's good. It's not my favorite, but Dory was my absolute favorite part of Finding Nemo. So I think this is going to be great. So definitely box office. Uh, for me, um, I'm probably going to red box it. Not saying it's not going to be a bad movie. This is just one of those I don't need to see in the box office, so I can just wait for rental. Tony. This will be <laughs> a box office for me. Wow, Tony speaks well. Wow. I didn't realize awesome. Tony spoke well. I, oh, I, my daughter and I still do that to this day. It is so geeky, but it's sad. But yes. All right. At least it's not Warcraft geeky. Now that's good geeky. <laughs> if anybody's out there that wants to co-host a podcast, just send me an email at the Geek All Stars. <laughs> Hey, I gotta keep I gotta keep things balanced, all right? That's true. That's true. Well, I just want to talk about Warcraft now. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Central Intelligence Spy. The story follows a one-time bully geek who grew up to be the uh, lethal CIA agent, played by Dwayne Johnson, coming home for his high school reunion, claiming to be on a top secret case he enlists. Uh, the help of one of the former big men on campus, Chris Hart, Kevin Hart, sorry. Now an accountant who misses his glory days, Chris. Oh, this is gonna be a worse bomb than Warcraft. W worse than it, this? No, you're supposed to say this is gonna be a worse bomb than San Andreas. Hey, oh, oh San Andreas was awesome. Mouth. Shut your mouth. That's right. San Andreas was great. All right, so I don't find Kevin Hart funny in the least. Uh, I love I love The Rock. I love Dwayne Johnson. But when I saw this trailer and I had to see the horrible, horrible CGI of him being fat and all the fat rolls rolling around and all the jokes and he goes flying out on the basketball floor and it looks like, it looks like, I don't even know how to describe it. It looks like some protoplasmic ooze has put on a Dwayne Johnson Halloween mask and they're just throwing it around. And even when that just turned me off. But then they start trying to do the jokes and I'm like, where's the jokes? Like right along too. Who needs to see that? Who needs to see this? Nobody. Trash box. For me, I agree with you. I just there's nothing about this movie, the trailer that made me laugh. It didn't look interesting to me at all, so I'm trash boxing. Tony, this is going to be red box only if I have nothing else to watch. So yeah, I, I see. I, I I think Johnson's going to um, pull this movie up, but that's about the only saving grace for it. Wait, wait Johnson's going to pull up a movie? That's oh. oh, you know what? After after I watched um. 
and this is pretty, go ahead and make fun of me. After I watched The Tooth Fairy, <laughs> and it was actually not half bad because of Dwayne Johnson, I was like, that guy could carry just about anything. And he is probably the only redeeming quality of San Andreas. But that guy is charismatic as all heck. He's just he's just the, looks like and sounds like the, the type of guy you want as your next door neighbor or as your best friend. And let me tell you, that CGI does bad, look bad. It looks just as bad as Chris Evans being small in the first Captain America. That was some no, horrible it does CGI. Not. That was the go back and watch it. That CGI. Dude, what was is your horrible. problem with Captain America? <laughs> no, that CGI was the worst thing you'll ever see. No, it was it's not. Horrible. It was actually really His head good. looks like a freaking balloon on top of like a, a standee. <laughs> It looks it's so supposed bad. to. He's tiny. Yeah, but the CGI could have... Uh, anyway. All right. Hate mail should be sent to Geekjock, <laughs> at Geekjock blog on Twitter because... Uh, you know what? The movie you know was what? okay, Dan, but his no, no, no. CGI Dan was hates awful. freedom. He hates America. That's hey, what I'm he's saying. Hey, I'm Team Cap, man. I'm, yeah, hashtag Team Cap is what <laughs> I... All right. Move us on. Move on. All right. Let's go. I say Redbox just because I'd watch I'd watch uh, Chris Evans and uh, Chris Evans. Yeah, I'd watch Chris Evans and anything. I'd watch uh, The Rock <laughs> and just about anything because Dwayne Johnson is very charismatic. I can take, you know, take or leave uh, the little short dude you can fit in your pocket. What's his name? Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah, I could probably take or leave Kevin Hart. He says some kind of funny things, but I think I think The Rock is going to be the, the whole part of that movie that you're going to watch. Plus the stories, you know, it's, it's like Buddy Cop. Redbox. Next movie, Independence Day Resurgence. We always knew they were coming back, and now they are right around Independence Day. I'm going first on this one. So here's the deal. I saw Independence Day on Independence Day when it first came out. And even though I enjoyed the movie, I was one of those that walked out of the movie and went, eh, because the plot holes in that movie drove me insane. I just I just couldn't deal with it. Overall, I thought it was a decent movie, but I was like, eh, it, was, it wasn't as good as everybody thought it would be. So now they come out with a follow-up. And again, I look at it and go, eh. And because of that, I'm going to red box it. It may be a huge blockbuster hit, but if enough people say, you need to go see this on the screen, I'll do it. But for right now, I just think it's, uh, we're going to try to make some money by uh, bringing back this movie. But Will Smith's not going to be in it, but everybody else be in, including including Goldblum. So that should bring in the people. So red box for me. All right. It's going to be a box office for me just simply because I need my one indulgent movie, one that I can just sit back and enjoy and not give a flying about because, and, and that's it. I hate that Will Smith's not in it, but box office for me, Dan. Oh, this looks like a steaming pile. <laughs> I really wanted to. I, I'm with Tony, I'm with uh, Marty. I watched it opening night when the first one came out. I enjoyed every second. It was it was kind of a guilty pleasure. I, I agree. There was some plot holes, but it's just kind of you're not supposed to really look for. This is the type of movie kind of reminds me of. Wait for it. Transformers, where you're not supposed to look for plot holes <laughs> in a movie that obviously can't happen. You just have to sit there and and enjoy it. Now, I really think I probably could enjoy this movie. However, it just it just looks bad, like just really bad. That I don't even think. I mean, maybe I, I say trash box, but I mean, if there's a if there's a what second or third and a half category where I can say kind of like Amazon Prime, you know, maybe that. <laughs> <laughs> if it's free, I'll watch it. Otherwise, I don't want to be bothered. Y'all are crazy. Independence <laughs> Day was awesome. Independence Day was awesome. Oh, it was. I watch it. it was. I watch it every Independence Day. I'm not kidding you. It's like a holiday. I, yes, huge plot holes. Who cares? Yes, they took down a giant mother alien mothership with a computer virus on a a, a night. What, what, when, when was this? It was 20 years ago, right? 1996. Yeah, 96. 1996 Mac laptop. Okay. Yes. Horrible, weird, stupid things happen, but it's so good. It's just so what's well, so bad, but it's good. 
This is going to be the same. It was one of the best speeches ever, too. Oh, exactly. Bill Pullman's speech in that? Yeah. I mean, fantastic. It's just one of those summer blockbusters that you just, you just, you leave your brain at the door and you have fun with it. And that's why I can't believe, Dan, that you're like, uh, Amazon Prime, come on. You're going to go see Transformers in the theater and you won't go see Independence Day in the theater? Let's get real. Yeah, that is not consistent. I will give you that. <laughs> right. It, that is not consistency. And we, Jeff Goldblum is awesome. Everything he's in is awesome. You know, so. and normally, because this is right up my alley, like this is kind of right up my alley. Like I should say a box office with this, but there's just, I don't know what it was about the trailer. Like there's just something about it that just didn't grab me. And I don't, I don't really know what it was. I, I know it's completely inconsistent for me. I just don't know why. There is a possibility that it will let me down simply because it's not going to be as awesome as the first one. And I'd love the fact, I, I would love if Will Smith was going to be in this, but he's not because he's in Suicide Squad. But the one thing that I cannot really reconcile with this movie is the fact that it does not open on July 4th. Well, what, what is the opening date? It's like a week before, a week and a half beforehand. Yeah. 24th. Oh. Yeah. It, it doesn't want to compete with what we're getting ready to go talk about. What? Two really, well, no, actually one's really good. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Free State of Jones is an epic action drama set during the Civil War and tells the story of a defiant Southern farmer, Newt Knight, and his extraordinary armed rebellion against the Confederacy. This movie star- stars Matthew McConaughey. Now, uh, as I was looking into this, I didn't realize you know, this was based on a true story. I had never heard of Newt Knight before. And so I kind of went and, and did some reading on him and just found out kind of what... Uh, Kind of an interesting character this is, but it's not my turn to talk about it. It's actually Tony's. Oh, I'm to keep us moving along. This is going to be red box for me, but I got a feeling. All right, all right, all right, that Adonis going to make me go see this in the box office. So, so I'm, I'm red box, awesome. but I got a feeling I'm going to be back in the box office for this one. Oh, Dan, I'm I'm with uh, Marty. Where like when I see a movie like this that I've never heard of the story, like I I was really intrigued. Like I want to almost read a book because you know when you see based on a true story, you want to know what's BS and what's true because they're going to make the guy out to be an absolute saint. And you know, there's kind of some more behind the scenes and stuff, but but it still looks like an absolutely fascinating tale. And I I really can't wait to to check it out. So I, I'd say box office because th- this is the stuff that Oscar is made for. Like I think he'll be nominated for for a role like this. Yeah, I mean, I think I would definitely want to see it. I don't think that it's... It doesn't happen at the time of year that I think I'll be able to go to the theater to see it, but it will definitely be a red box for me. It's it's. I love Matthew McConaughey. I know people joke about him all the time, but he's a fantastic actor. He's got great charisma, great screen presence, and I love Civil War stories. Well, except one, but we won't get into all that. It's like <laughs> a four-hour slog fest. It's horrible. Uh, Gods and Generals, by the way, if anybody wants oh, to talk about that one. Just say, don't you oh. be putting down glory. No, Glory was fantastic. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, Gods and Generals was just horrible. Oh. You know, Warcraft is kind of a, a Civil War story. I'm just saying. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. You go, <laughs> Marty. You keep fighting a good fight. That's horrible. I don't want to hear it. Shut up. Anyway, yeah, but it, it's Redbox for me. Yeah, and it's going to be Redbox for me, too. Yeah, I was, when I was looking into it, it's one of those things there's kind of like some unknown uh there's lore behind this guy in one way he's a hero and another way he's an outlaw and so i'm sure they'll betray him as a hero but i do like period pieces so this would definitely be one i would want to uh, possibly rent the legend of tarzan it's been years since the man once known as tarzan left the jungles of africa behind for a gentrified life i really should read this before (laughs) i didn't read the copy 
<laughs> as John Clayton III, Lord Greystoke, with his beloved wife Jane at his side. Now he's been invited back to the Congo to serve as a trade emissary of Parliament, unaware that he is a pawn and a deadly convergence of greed and revenge, mastermind by the Belgian Captain Leon Rom. But those behind the murderous plot have no idea what they're about to unleash. I'll tell you what they're going to unleash. They're going to unleash a big steaming pile of poo. <laughs> this movie is going to stink. Trash box all the way. This is my pick for the bomb of the summer. You're full of crap, dude. <laughs> Tarzan is awesome. He is, and yeah. Fi- no, and to finally do a story that like sticks to some of the source material instead of just doing the whole Disney-fied Tarzan, I'm dancing in the jungle, me Tarzan, you Jane crap. I mean... You remember back in the day, did anybody see Legend of Greystoke? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That movie is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, a lot of people were like, no, it's dry, it's dry. But no, it's actually, like, really good. It has great acting in it. It has a, a, a story that actually takes the Tarzan mythos and, and does something fresh with it. Yes, this has got some CGI apes and some people swinging through vines or whatever. But I think it it, it actually takes the source material and the, the high adventure part of Tarzan and puts it together and it does it in a way that from watching the the trailer, it it, it does it in a very respectful manner, not just kind of like playing up because I mean, to be honest with you to do a a big budget Tarzan movie nowadays, most kids are just like Tarzan, whatever the jungle, whatever. I mean, back in the day (laughs) it was really, you know, it was exotic and now everybody's like, I can go to like, what's the Disney park. That's all the animal animal kingdom. Animal kingdom. Animal yeah. kingdom. Yeah. Right. They can go to the animal kingdom and be like, well, whatever. I've seen everything in the jungle. I mean, they're spoiled nowadays. But this actually looks like something that would be Tarzan, that's appealing to both older kids and adults alike, especially adults. I think this is going to be good. This is uh, box office all the way. Dude, there is only one true Tarzan. That's Johnny Weissmiller. I'm, Johnny I'm sure. Weissmiller. Yes, of course. Listen, Duh. Marty and Tony probably saw that when it first came out when they were kids. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> oh, oh, that's mean. That's cool. You know what? I think there may be like three people listening that get that joke. <laughs> you know what's sad, Dan? I was going to use his name as well. So what does that say about you? I'm old as, I'm old as dirt, too. I admit it. I, I watched that as a kid, man. I loved uh, no, Johnny Weissmuller. Johnny Weissmuller was great, of course. But that that's all like, you know, I mean, black and white, me, Tarzan, you, Jan stuff, Jane stuff. And it's like, that is fine, especially back in the day. But you have to do an intelligent recreation of the original source material. And I think this is going to be it. For me, uh, I agree with uh, Chris. It's I don't know that I need to see it in the box office, but it's definitely a rental. When I first saw the title, Legend of Tarzan, I did an eye roll. I was like, oh, here we go. This is going to look stupid. And I watched the trailer, and Chris, I was like you. It was like, wow, they seem to be somewhat faithful to the original material, where this guy looks just like flipping awesome. And, and the way he's like controlling the animals, I mean, just some really cool scenes in that trailer, enough to the point where you go, okay, I'm not going to eye roll anymore. It's at least worth a rental for me. I'm going to the box office. I'm driving to Raleigh. Chris and I, are <laughs> to hit, like we saw San Andreas together, we're right there with our big bucket of popcorn. This is going to be another uh, just, oh, I can, cannot wait to see this movie from the standpoint of just keeping the story alive. I've always enjoyed Tarzan. So, yeah, box office for me. Yeah, buddy, come on over. We'll watch it together. We got it. That's right. The next is a Disney movie, the BFG, which scared me when I was trying to figure out what the letters (laughs) BFG stands for. Because I saw the trailer and I thought, well, that's a 
big freaking giant. Exactly. And I thought, dude, is that what too. BFG stands for? So I'm like, this big friendly giant. But in this movie, it looks like partial CGI, partial real, tells a really odd story from the guy who gave us Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. So it obviously, it's going to be odd. So, Chris, what do you think? Well, I love Roald Dahl stories. And I just love James and the Giant Peach. I love Charlie and Chocolate Factory, you know, Great Glass Elevator, things like that. And I, I'll rent it. I mean, I will admit that it's pretty heavy on the CGI. It's it's going to be a quirky story because all of Roald Dahl's stuff is really quirky. And I think it's kind of comes from a place where he used to be a spy and he's trying to unload all of this dark stuff that he's seen uh, on these children's books. But it's amazing that he's able to do that and the, and the adult side of you can dig into it. And I think this is going to be one. Of the, so I, I'll do it as a rental, but I will say that the BFG is most important if you're using it in Doom. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly what I thought of when I saw it. I went, Sweet, a Dune movie. Right. So for me, um, I've got it as a, a trash box. Not that I necessarily thinks a movie's going to stink. It's just one of those I saw. It's like, you know, I really enjoyed reading his books as a kid, but there was just something about the movie just didn't really appeal to me to where I would probably even uh, want to rent it. Tony? It's going to be trash box for me, Marty. From the standpoint, it's just something that's going to go under the radar. It didn't really pique my interest. I've seen the trailer a couple of times. I'm just like, even the suspenseful trailer that we don't get to see the giant, it wasn't worth it to me. So from that standpoint, I'm like, eh, trash box, Dan. Yeah, there, there's a certain value to these type of movies where you, you kind of get the heart heartwarming story and i think that's what brings us to a red box for me because i think there's going to be a a really good story good feel good you know you can kind of learn something uh for kids uh you know because i think there's going to be a lot of like bully symbolism and stuff like that that i think would be uh you know i think i think it's a good lesson type movie so i'm gonna say red box Next movie, Secret Life of Pets, set in Manhattan apartment building. After the two-legged residents head for work and school, their pets gather to start their day, which consists of hanging out, trading humiliating stories about the owners, and helping each other work up adorable looks that will lead to more snacks. I kicked this one off, and I know I'm going to be blasted for this, but I'm sorry, this is Trash Box. I've seen this movie a lot of times already about animals who act like humans and what happens with the pets after the humans leave. I just saw nothing in it that looked unique to me. And again, my kids who were, you think they'd be interested in it. They saw, eh, I don't really need to see that. So for me, it's, it's trash box, Tony. All right. So for me, I know I've seen all the best parts in the trailers and everything, but I need a good palate cleansing after Zootopia. So I'm really have. <laughs> I really have a lot of hope for this movie that I haven't seen all the funny parts. I can really associate with the um, the cat and the fridge and the and the dogs and all their funny characteristics. So I'm hoping they bring it out. Yes, I've seen the story again where this dog comes in. It reminds me of your house, Marty, where this other dog comes in. It's exactly like Zeke's and, and Taz, where one's coming in and he's just completely out of control, and the other dog's like dude leave me alone and so I, i'm surprised by that for you but yeah box office for me uh dan you changed your yes i did there. i am a yet another one that changed my vote because originally i was thinking well you know it's got some good people in it with good voices and it has some has some you know has some laughs in the trailer but again i'm with marty we've seen yeah. this a thousand times it's like everybody's trying to be zootopia with uh with animals and stuff it just yes. did not grab me at all i'm gonna say trash trash this one come to the dark side that's right <laughs> 
<laughs> we have cookies. Uh, uh, it sounds like another road trip for me, Chris. What you got, buddy? <laughs> Absolutely. These two are knuckleheads. They have no <laughs> idea what they're talking about. First time I saw this trailer, the teaser trailer for Life of... Uh, uh, what is it called again? Secret, Secret Life of Life Yes. I was like... It's so good he can't aisles. remember the name. No, I don't care. It's about pets. It's animals. It's like what they do. It, if anything is funny to people, it's anthropomorphizing their pets, their animals. And this is what people do all the time. And it's going to resonate with so many audiences. It's going to be so funny. I Box office all the way. And I'll, I'll, I'll make a bet right now that it beats a lot of your picks. And if you don't pick it, I'm going to pick you it. You go ahead and pick it. How about it? Hey, I did I didn't say it wasn't going to make tons of money. It's going to make just, tons of oh, money. It, it and will. It's going to be awesome. Oh, it will make tons of money. It's going to be awesome. What was that other movie where animals talk and do things? Oh, that's right. All of them. So what, dude? Do you ever get tired of those movies? Every single review is going to say it's no Zootopia. It's no Zootopia. It's no Zootopia. <laughs> oh, Every goodness. single one. And see, and I, yet I'm sitting here, I need a cleansing from Zootopia. So, but anyway, by the way, Marty, show notes. Make sure I put um, that word he just used with a definition. Okay. Wh- which one? Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic? I, I, I don't know what yeah. that means. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think, isn't is it anthropomorphic is Zootopia, not necessarily Secret Life of Pets? I don't know. I no. just figured I'm probably going to have to use the, the bleep sound somewhere. It's, it's the same. It's, it's the same, but on different scales. Okay. Anthropomorphizing is assigning human characteristics to. Uh, thing objects and animals or objects and living creatures that are not human. So right. whether whether it's just like speaking instance, or if it's being like right. walking around like and talking. Bell the ball, uh, bell the ball. Oh my gosh, Beauty and the Beast. Whoa, Beauty and the Beast. When Lumiere comes up and talks to you, that's an anthropomorphic candlestick. So there you go. What about when humans act like candlesticks? What's that called? <laughs> um, that's called Mime? Arkham Asylum. Is what that's Mime. called. It's called Mime. <laughs> Right. All right. The next movie, the remake of Ghostbusters. You really don't need a synopsis on this one, Tony. So without a doubt, this is going to be trash for me. <laughs> this is, oh, I hate every actress in this movie. I cannot believe they're <laughs> oh, remaking really? one of the few movies. Wow. Okay. Hate, hates is too strong of a part. I need to go put some geek gold in the, in the bin. All right. I do not like all the actresses in this movie, especially Leslie, whatever her name is. And yes, this is where I'm going to be thrown out because I did not enjoy the original Ghostbusters one bit. Oh, what? We can't be friends anymore. I'm if you would like to be the host of Rolling Dice and Taking Names, please send an email. <laughs> I'm signing off Take right Names. now, seriously, because I've seen Ghostbusters more than any other movie ever. I know you have. I've, I've heard you talk. And he about knows it, exactly how many times as well. I do. 137 is last count. Uh, that's what I heard. But I'm sorry, I, I didn't. It did not do anything for me, and. Uh, so I have no desire to go see this one. So let's move along. I'll go back to my co-host, who's looking for a new co-host, Marty. <laughs> no, Dan. I'm up. supposed to be up, but I'll, but it's all right. If you want to go to Marty, Marty, you want to no, go? Do it, Dan. Okay. Go to Dan. Uh, actually, um, I really like Kate McKinnon. I I actually like all four of these women, and I can care less whether it's women, guys. Like they were talking about doing another guys one of Ghostbusters. I don't care. I just like the world. I like humor. I like the the whole source material. I'm fine. Let's have more Ghostbusters. More uh, have at it. Let's go box uh, box office. Box office for me, but I am nervous as hell. Um, <laughs> you should. Yeah, man. those trailers were a little kooky. I, they, the trailers when they finally came out the full trailers of it when they, the concept was announced I was like sure let's do this I mean I love the actresses that are involved and um, I like the fact that it's kind of a continuation of the story so on and so forth but when I started to see the 
the trailer and wondering like, well, is this supposed to be in continuity or is it an alternate reality or is it a reimagining? And there, they, no, and nobody from the studio has answered any of these questions. For us burning Ghostbusters fans, the ones that really, really, really love Ghostbusters, this is important to us because uh, we got to embrace it as either, okay, if it's a reimagining, we're like, okay, fine, we'll just go into it. But if it's going to be continuity based and they do all the same tropes they did in the first movie, now we got a problem. It's Earth 2, man. <laughs> oh, let's not go down that road. Anyway, we're introducing the multiverse. I'm going to go see it, of course, because I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan, but I am super nervous about this one. You and I are on the same wavelength as box office for me, but I too am super nervous. So look, I, I like these actresses. I've got nothing against them, but to me, it's it's not the actresses. It's the writer and the director, and I'm worried about this writer and director and what they're doing. The, the trailer I thought was okay, and, and here's the thing. There is no way... No way, no matter how good this is, it will ever top for me what the original Ghostbusters was because... Oh, well, no. No, I don't think the, anybody the, thinks that. No, I'm... Well, I hope not. Maybe Tony. I'm, I'm starting... To, yeah, maybe Tony. <laughs> but no, he, he, I mean, there's... And see, it's just such a magical part of my childhood. I saw it with my dad and everything, so it's very nostalgic. And so I was just upset they were kind of remaking it. It's like, come, don't ruin my childhood. So I hope they do a great job with it. I hope... I laugh and enjoy it, but Chris, I'm like you, I'm nervous because I'm more worried they're going to ruin the franchise than as opposed to not giving it, you know, a just service like that, like it deserves. This is, I, I'm more nervous about this than most Star Wars fans were nervous about episode seven. Wow. So Chris, let me, let me help you here. You will only need to count to one on this one. Okay. You won't need to get to 137. <laughs> All right. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> Next, Star Trek Beyond, the third installment in Paramount's rebooted Star Trek franchise with Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto in the lead roles. You know, I think the fact that I'm not quite a whole, you know, huge Star Trek nerd, like I can appreciate Star Trek, but I'm not a huge nerd, is why I kind of like the second movie as, you know, a lot more than people, a lot of people hated on that second movie. So I'm, I'm more willing to give this one a, uh, a chance. So I'm going to say box office because I think it might be decent. You know... Star Trek, even the original, whatever, however many movies there were, every now and then you just had ones that were kind of away from the ship. And I think that's what we're going to get here. So I, 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 I give it a chance. I'm fine with the box office. I think it'll be decent. Oh, this looks like a blast. I love the new Star Treks. I mean, I'm a big Star Trek nerd too. And I love the old, I mean, I, all the way from the original series, all the way through Enterprise. A lot of people compare this new series to Enterprise, which I thought Enterprise was one of the greatest of the, the next generation type of series. And this one seems absolutely fun. All the rest have been fun. Yes, they're not meant to be taken 100% seriously in the Star Trek universe. They happen on Earth too, or in an alternate universe. <laughs> They've already know they established that. So, so that it was an alternate timeline. Isn't that what we go? No, with? no, no. It's an alternate. It's an. Uh, it's an alternate. It's actually well. Yes, it's an alternate timeline. Yeah, you can argue both b between them, but anyway, I guess it's the same it's thing. Not anyway, canon. Yeah. it's not canon. So they can have fun. They can do whatever they want to with the movies. This one seems fun. Yes, the Enterprise is going to get destroyed, but you know what? That happens a lot in the original movies too. Every two and a half movies, the Enterprise gets destroyed. They have to rebuild it. Uh, anything, I'm just going to put it this way. I will watch, as long as Carl Urban is being Bones, 
this movie is going to be so fun because he has the best lines in in the trailer, and he is. I love Carl Urban. He, he's never been in a movie I have not liked, and so it's going to be a blast. Dude, they're all really good as their characters. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. they they are great. But Carl Urban as as Bones is, is the best for me. Uh, it's one of those things. I'm not a huge Star Trek fan. I did enjoy the first two movies. I thought the. The trailer just didn't excite me up as much as the the first two did. I enjoy these characters. I love the the reimaging with the actors that they've gotten. But it's one of those I don't need to see it in the box office. So I'm just going to wait uh, for Red Box. Tony, I'm definitely going to see this in the box office because everybody knows I'm a Star Trek fan. It's uh, the first one for me, and the characters have really, really grown on me. Um, at first, I really wasn't into oh, what's his name, Zachary. Quinto, Quinto, yeah. Quinto yeah. as Spock, but you know, uh, I keep watching the the con one over and over, and you know, I'm like, this is, I'm, I'm liking this. I'm really doing it. Spoilers. I more. <laughs> oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, I, I agree. Um, Bones, that oh man, he does such He's a so great. He, and you know what? I don't think I'll have enough lens flare until I can get there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> The next movie, Ice Age Collision Course. Scrat's epic pursuit of the elusive acorn catapults him into the universe where he accidentally sets off a series of cosmic cosmic events that transforms and threatens the Ice Age world. Despite the fact that Dan voices the main character, <laughs> I have hated this movie series since it first came out, and this is going to be possibly worse than Warcraft I might actually want to watch this more than Warcraft, which is saying something. But yeah, trash God. box all the way. I'm embarrassed to know you. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, aren't we to the point yet where Ice Age should be direct to video now instead of making it? <laughs> yes, yes TV, we right? are. Yes. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then what they do is they take the the funniest part of the first movie and try to give him an expanded role, Scrat. And it's because that's the that's the character everybody loved. Now, this is trash box for me, too. Tony? I'll admit, um, it's trash box for me, too. But the trailer that I watched was pretty darn hilarious. But, you know, I think we could end at that point on the movie. So, yeah, I'm done with Ice Age as well. I showed my son the trailer. And he said, aren't there like 10 of those movies? And I said, yes, there are. <laughs> trash this one. Uh, the next one is actually uh, bringing back an old BBC TV show to the screen. Absolutely fabulous. Now, for me, I tried to watch that show many years ago. I thought it was okay, but I just never called on to it. And thus, because I never really got into the characters, this is probably not one I'm not going to rent or see because I just kind of be lost in that world. So I'm going to say Trash Box. Tony? Trash Box. I never followed the show, so I don't know anything about it either, Marty. So it's not a loss for me at all. I think there is some of us that are cultured and and have this sort of <laughs> humor gene to us that I used to when I was a kid I don't remember one of my friends mom used to watch this show and there's just something about it that you either I mean it's like you guys said you either kind of get it or you, I wouldn't say you get it you either appreciate it or you don't and I they crack me up these two there's just a certain absurdity about them that I really like so this will be a red box I'm not gonna go to, I wouldn't go to the movies to see it but it interests me enough that a, a movie about them too would be funny even though they're about 105 years old by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're getting on up there. But I mean, I used to watch AbFab all the time. Um, and I'm a big fan. I think that um, Jennifer Saunders and Joanna Lumley are two fantastic actresses that really just make, I mean, they just live these characters. And 
to see them do a movie, yes, it'll be it'll be a red box for me. I, I definitely wouldn't go see it in, in in the box office. There's no reason to see it. In the box they office. they are so much those characters that even when they're in other things, they're basically that character. Because yeah, I cause, know. Uh, yeah. Saunders wasn't Saunders that was in Friends, and she was basically yeah the same character. She's the same, right? Exactly. And it's it. They're just so good. I mean, they're they're riveting. They're funny. They. I, mean, I just I just love the the vibe of this. So red box for sure. Jason Bourne. Matt Damon returns to his most iconic role in Jason Bourne. The film finds the CIA's most lethal operative drawn out of the shadows. This is going to be a red box one for me just because I didn't see the last one. I'm not I'm not liking this um, adaptation that they're doing with the Bourne character. So red box, maybe if I remember that it came out this summer. <laughs> you know, I. I really, really like uh, Matt Damon. He's another guy that I really like his acting. I think he he can do a lot of different things. But I am so freaking tired of Jason Bourne movies. Just so tired of them. I, I thought there was decent closure in the one before the last one. And then they had to do the last one. And I, actually, the last one wasn't all that bad. But I just don't want to. I would probably rather watch San Andreas than watch this movie. Dude, <laughs> shut up. Anyway, I can't even believe I'm going to agree with Dan. After you made that comment, but yes, I originally had it as a red box for me, but I think I'm gonna put it in a trash box because I'm so dumb. The Jason Bourne series, when they finally re- they 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 made a revamp with uh, Jeremy Renner, and I thought that one was fun. I thought it was good. You could actually see what was going on in the movie. It wasn't just like you know shake the camera up sixty thousand times and throw up in the theater. And I think this is going to be, I mean, I watched the, the the trailer and I had absolutely no idea what was going on, nor did I care. So trash box. Jason Bourne, uh, the the whole movie series, one of those me that caught me off guard. I saw the movie without knowing a lot, the first one without knowing a lot about, it, and it's just really caught up in that character. So this series has kind of become like the Mission Impossible series for me, to where they, you know, you could stop any time, but I still enjoy going to watch them when they come out. So for me, I'm I'm going to keep it as a box office. I like Matt Damon in this role. And uh, so that's why it's where it is for me. All right. So next one's going to be one that's probably going to talk about for a couple seconds here. Uh, Suicide Squad, a mix of well-known and unknown villains, are recruited by the government to accomplish a task deemed too dangerous, dangerous for superheroes. The historically independent operators must bury their own interpersonal conflicts and agendas to form a cohesive unit to take on a singular task. Boy, I can't wait for this movie. That's that's probably where I should leave it. But this is obviously a box office. Whoever they hired to put these trailers together, the guy should have more work than or or gal, whoever it is. That person should have more work than anybody in his world because those trailers were amazing. When you even see that kind of form put into other movies, there was there was a Lord of the Rings mashup with the way they did uh, with um, Bohemian Rhapsody. I think it was. It was just amazing how good it was. Anyway. This movie, the only bad thing I have about these trailers is if you watch too many of them, and, I, and they just, I think, Tony, did you say earlier that they were just putting way too many trailers out for some of these movies nowadays? Um, oh, what yeah. do you guys did? Because um, you, you can kind of tell who's going to be the actual villain, who's going to be, who's probably not going to have a huge role, because if you put things together in where in continuity, like if you try and think about the continuity and who's missing in, in some of the different scenes and stuff, you can kind of put way too much together. And I don't like that I've, you know, and well, it's a good thing because I, I just can't stop watching these trailers, but it's a bad thing because I want to be surprised when I watch the movie, but I cannot wait. This movie's going to be awesome. Uh, I think it's going to be awesome too. And uh, originally I was really nervous about it. I thought that because Suicide Squad is one of my favorite DC properties. I've I've read Suicide Squad back in the heyday. 
I love Deadshot. I was a little nervous when they cast Will Smith. I mean, not because I mean Will's a fantastic actor, but it's just like it's such a it, it's such an odd role for him to take on uh, to take on Floyd's character. But the more I've seen of of the trailers, the the less nervous that that I am. Man, I freaking think Harley Quinn is awesome. I'm really looking forward to seeing how they they roll Joker into the role. I I do think it's going to be. I mean, spoilers. It, it's not spoilers. It's just speculation. But I do think that the, the Joker is going to be like just Harley Quinn's origin story. I don't think Joker is going to play a huge part in the movie. And uh, but how they have treated it, especially the last one, the, the Blitz trailer, the one with the um, ballroom Blitz. Oh yeah. Yeah, so great. They've done a great job of marketing this. The graphic design is out of this world for the posters and stuff. I just think that they're hitting on all cylinders. I have a lot of respect for what they're doing for this movie, so box office all the way. Hey, music guys, who sang Ballroom Blitz? Sweet. Nice. That was quick. Nice. Pretty good. For me, it's going to be... It's a it's a comic book movie. It's one of those I have to say. Well, I can't say that because last year Fantastic Four was in the theater and I had zero oh. interest in seeing that. But anyway, so for me, I, it is going to be a box office. Uh, but I'm the opposite of you, Chris. When this was first announced, I got really excited. And for every trailer that comes out, I get more and more nervous. Uh, hmm. I'm the opposite. The trailers are doing less and less for me every time because they're using gimmicks such as these really cool songs to push the movie that the songs probably won't even be in there. But what really... Got me the and this is the the movie I'm second most nervous for behind Ghostbusters, because when they went back in and had to do reshoots a few weeks ago, what that means that is secret for we have tested this in front of audiences as something didn't work, <laughs> and so they had to bring people back in and change some stuff up and and they'll they'll twist and say no 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 we just wanted to tweak up a few things no something did not test right with the audience somewhere and you guys are wanting to change something up to try to get something right the speculation was was. Uh oh, Deadpool was a pretty funny movie, and we were going to make Suicide Squad more serious than what we had planned on. So we're not going to try to make it more funny. So with all that, I'm nervous about it. Uh, I hope it's good, but I, my expectations are not very high at this point. All right, so I'm going to hopefully go to the box office and see this, and that the wife will join me on this. You know, I think that I need to give. DC some more money so they will eventually find a good movie. Um, hater, hater. I'm not. I'm not a That's hater. Not a hater. That's called being I know. a hater. I'm, I'm. I'm. I know. But I'm trying to help them out a little bit because I mean they are in a drought. They are. They, I mean, oh, it's, it's stop. A, they no, are. I'm not kidding you. They are. They are in a drought. You, if you go back and take a look at, I mean, any movie that I can get up in the middle of and go to the restroom and come back and feel like I didn't miss anything was sort of almost lacking. But it's not, so it's I'm not DC's that, fault. You forgot to take your Alzheimer's meds in the middle of the movie. I, I'm <laughs> that movie was great. You, I, All right, great is expensive. It's high, but I, it was I good didn't. Movie. I didn't. I didn't even mention the name of the movie. I'm simply saying that I will want to go see this in the movie theater blockbuster. I'm. I, I enjoyed the. I've only seen one trailer, and that's where I stop until they start suddenly pushing it out for the next three months because of May, June, and July before there, and suddenly I am blitzed with Suicide Squad, and then I'm going to pull this back into. I may catch it on the red box, but I'm going blockbuster. Wow. Be interesting to see what we think when we come back together in the year um, after this movie hits. Because uh, we were all over the place. I heard you guys' uh, review of uh, 
Batman uh, versus Superman. I was definitely more on Chris's and Daryl's side than Dan's. Even though, Dan, you're so funny. You were just as critical as they were, and they were critical, but you kept calling me hater, and I was making the exact same <laughs> points they were. Well, so no, funny. no. I, You know what? I, I was giving you – you know what? I gave you more grief. It was more because – Anytime I see somebody post on Facebook about how much they hated it, you were just like, yeah. And I was like, oh, come on, Marty. You're supposed to be close <laughs> to my side. I didn't say, yeah. I may give him a like, but I didn't say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Dan, let me just say this. I didn't, I didn't dislike um, bats versus soup. I, I actually, it was pretty good. And matter of fact, you know, I, I enjoyed it. And I'm just making fun now, of it just to now, have a good we, we can move on. I just, I don't know if I said it on our show, but I'll just say this, that um, it wasn't necessarily the movie we wanted, but it was the movie we got. So I really liked it. It was the movie we, we deserved. Well, <laughs> no, it no. wasn't. <laughs> no, I mean, it was kind of my spin on the whole thing to put it in that perspective because it's what we got. So it's what I have to really enjoy and, and hope that they can just build on this and give us what we really, really want. Because if we don't appreciate at least a little bit of what we got, it's going to go away because we don't want to see the drought of the 80s and 90s of comic book movies that were any good. We want to keep well, seeing. Well, we want. We'll keep seeing Marvel stuff. Oh, well, I know. I see. I saw. I mean, we're, we're on. We're on for for those behind yes. the scenes. We see video, and and Dan just kind of slumped down. He's says, "Oh, not the Marvel thing." I, and I smirked no, at I him do. too. I give him no, a I'm being honest with you. I don't want to see DC die either. I want to see because I love comics, and I want to see these movies succeed. So I really, really hope that Suicide Squad is as cool as the trailers seem to be. Right. And because I love the property, I want to see DC just. I want them pull themselves up by the bootstraps this summer and like kick butt and compete with Marvel and do what they did throughout the entire uh, history of comics. They they better themselves. I will say this. I am extremely excited that uh, when Ben Affleck announced he was going to be directing his own Batman movie. Oh, me too. I think that's going to be mm-hmm. phenomenal mm-hmm. because I'll, I'll admit it. I was not a fan of Ben Affleck. I was like, no way. He's going to stink as Batman. To me, I thought that was the best part of the movie. He personified the elder Batman better than I ever imagined he would. He was so good. My my prediction for Suicide Squad, and this is, I, I don't want to say a spoiler prediction, but this is, I, I feel that in the first, I don't want to say 15, 20 minutes, but when they become a, a squad, you know, once they, however long it takes for them to do that, within the first little while of them becoming a squad, one of them is going to get killed. Like right away, because somebody's going to try to abandon the whole thing, and they're going to have to show that they mean and business. I know and blow. exactly who it's going to be. Okay, Will Smith, because he got his money, he left. No, I know, and exactly who it's going to be. I won't spoil it, but I know who it's going to be. Okay. okay. So next, sausage party. <laughs> this is oh lord, hard <laughs> me say it with a straight face. Sausage Party <laughs> follows one sausage leading a group of supermarket products on a quest to discover the truth about their existence and what really happens when they become chosen to leave the grocery store. Now, without going any further, I will say this is a movie starring Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill, and it's an animated rated R movie. Chris, I'm going to rent the crap out of this. <laughs> I can't wait either because when I saw the trailer, it started off with the whole cutesy thing. And I was like, what is this? Because I didn't have any idea what it was. Um, this is before we even were doing this list. I saw the Sausage Party trailer. And they're doing, I'm like, oh, okay, that's fun. Like they're having fun with, you know, food and anthropomorphized food. And this is, you know, I mean, it's funny. And then all of a sudden they get dark. And I'm like, okay, I think I know where this is going. And they went there. And I'm like, this is going to be awesome. 
Not not box office awesome because I'm not going to pay money to go to the theaters to see this, but I am going to rent the crap out of this movie and I probably <laughs> watch it more than one time because it's hilarious. Did you watch the Red Band trailer? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I was the same way. Uh, I saw the Red Band trailer in the first thirty seconds. Like I don't see what the big deal is. I'm like oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, what are they saying? This is not a Pixar yeah. movie. Um, right. Which is what I love. Yeah. It's just not my speed. So it's probably not one of those I'm going to be interested in. Tony. Yeah, I'm going to put this in the trash bin with yours. Not so much. I think the language will get on my nerves. I don't need that kind of language constantly hitting me in the eardrums. It's just not worth it to me. I think if they could have toned it down and made it a little bit funnier from that standpoint without that language, I would definitely rent it. This is the quintessential drunk as hell red box. Because (laughs) if you're sitting there, again, with friends, girls, guys, whoever it is, if you're just sitting there drinking, you're like watching this, you'll probably laugh at all the jokes. But if you're sitting there sober, you're going to be like, really? That's not really funny. And like you said, Tony, maybe because we're all getting old, but after a while, cursing for the sake of cursing is just not funny anymore. It's why this is the end that was a great premise, but it was horrible. By the end of that movie, I wanted to walk out. It was so bad. But then the end credit scene kind of made me laugh. But the movie was horrible. And this is kind of along those same lines. Like when a bun looks like a certain anatomy, you just, you're like, uh, well, we're in for, we're in for some really raunchy humor. And how many of those jokes mm-hmm. are we going to get throughout that whole movie? Well, it's a Seth Rogen story. So a lot. Yes. Exactly. Next movie, Ben-Hur, the epic story of Judah Ben-Hur, a prince falsely accused of treason treason by his adopted brother, Masala, as an officer in the Roman army. Stripped of his title, separated from his family and the woman he loves, Judah is forced into slavery. After years at sea, Judah returns to his homeland to seek revenge, but finds redemption. For me, this is is a remake of an old... uh, movie Ben Hur, uh, Char- which was Charlton a, Heston. Charlton yeah. Heston yeah. Right. Yes, Charlton Heston uh, uh, played this, and it's one of those where if you haven't seen the trailer, go watch it. It has the epic chariot racing, which is just looks like this is going to be flipping phenomenal. Just for that alone, I have it as a red box, but this might move up to a box office for me because I really just want to see that big uh, chariot race at the end. Tony. I'm with you, Marty. I'm red boxing this one just because of um, the historic side of it from a movie. You know, the original Ben Hur to this. How did they bring it up? How did they change it and all that? But you're right. If if it's not over two and a half hours, I might go to the box office. And um, who doesn't love Morgan Freeman? Dan. Uh, I do love Morgan Freeman, but I'm also in the red box. Like, uh, this was a movie that somehow the original is lacking in my mind as far as I don't think it's, it's one of those movies where everybody should have seen it, but I think I, I think I missed it as a kid. Uh, you know, I mean, well, it was obviously way before my time, but I mean, it's still one of those classics in history that you should watch if you're a big movie person, but I just never did. But the movie looks decent enough. I mean, it kind of looks like the new epic, uh, you know, new type of epic, how they're making, remaking things like this, uh, where it almost has that gladiator type feel to it. Uh, but it just didn't grab me all that much. So I'll say Redbox. Well, I mean, you you brought up two points. Uh, first of all, Dan, the original Ben-Hur, if you've not seen it, you should watch it because it's epic. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, it's great. It's 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 one of those um, just great signals in history for for Hollywood genre type of movies. It's, it's excessive. It has great stuff. The, the effects that they did with the chariot race were great. But to take that story and adapt it for modern – 
This is, if you like Gladiator and you don't want to go see this in the theater, you're crazy. <laughs> because, no, I'm being serious. Like, mm-hmm. this has yeah. everything going for it that Gladiator did. I mean, Russell Crowe's not in it. And yes, we all love Russell Crowe, so on and so forth. But this, I mean, just watching it, it has Morgan Freeman in it. It has, you know, the ultimate slave story and Ben-Hur fights back. And we got chariot racing. And it, it looks brutal as all get out which is what I want out of this type of thing. I want the, the modern upgrade to the to Ben-Hur, which you couldn't see people getting decapitated and stabbed and, and beaten up and anything else. But this is this is awesome. This is epic. This is sword and sandals epic. So this is box office for me, 100%. And gentlemen, for the last movie. Pete's Dragon. For years, old wood carver Mr. Meacham has delighted local children with his tales of the fierce dragon that resides deep in the woods of the Pacific Northwest. To his daughter Grace, who works as a forest ranger, these stories are little more than tall tales until she meets Pete. Pete is a mysterious 10-year-old with no family and no home who claims to live in the woods with a giant green dragon named Elliot. And from Pete's descriptions, Elliot seems remarkably similar to the dragon from Mr. Meacham's stories. All right. I did not like the original Peace Dragon, so this is why it's way underneath my radar. Um, So I'm going to put this in the trash box. I'm sorry, just because I didn't like the original. Let me start off by saying my wife is crazy. I'll just say that right now. (laughs) My wife likes all the weird, weird 70s Disney stuff. Um, I'm talking uh, all the Tim Conway uh, and all those type of weird ones. She loves that stuff. The Apple, the Apple Dumpling, Dumpling Gang. Game. Oh, yeah. She Apple Dumpling it. Game is so good. Oh, she loves all that stuff. And she loves Tell Peach Janice Dragon. that I'm on her side. <laughs> so uh, I think the fact that she, Peach Dragon was one of her favorite growing up will, will bring me to the box office. Uh, I kind of like, you know, fantastic. Yeah, that fantasy type stuff. Fantastical? No, I was going to say fantastical. Fantastical? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's a it's a Dan word. Yeah, it's a Dan word. Yeah. So anyway, I, I like this this sort of kids type fantasy, and I I think uh, it, I think it's going to be a cute cute little movie. So I I mean, I'll go box office. I'm definitely I don't know that I'll go to box office for this because um, there's a part of my childhood devoted to Peach Dragon. I went to the box office to see Peach Dragon. Candle on the Water is one of those that even I hear it now makes me want to like ball like a baby. It's it's one of the the soundtrack the the main the main story or main music that was for the movie, and so to, to have them redo it again, I'm trepidatious. But at the same time, it's like so many years later, I want to see what they can kind of do with it. And I loved Peach Dragon. I had a lot of Peach Dragon stuff. I wanted to see it many years after it. And part of me is like, again, I'm nervous about seeing it in the box office, so I'll rent it and hope that it brings me some nostalgia from childhood. For me, I remember seeing this movie in the theater. I remember my parents taking me to it. And since this movie has no cartoon dragon and no singing, I'm out. <laughs> no, I think it actually might have some singing in it. Oh, it does? Okay. It then might, yeah. Because <laughs> doesn't um, Jungle Book have some, some singing in it to the new one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, we'll say this in conclusion. We covered 27 movies, and there are a lot more movies that are going to be released during the summer. So you may be wondering, wait a minute, why didn't you guys talk about this one particular movie I want to hear you talk about? What we did is we picked a set of movies ranging from 40 to 50 movies at the beginning, and each of us selected the ones that we wanted to rank. 
And basically, if three or more people selected it, it was included. And then we selected some that were only had two votes just because we thought that people, the audience listening, might be interested in those particular movies. So if your movie didn't get in here, sorry. But remember, this is not the Geek All-Stars, and we try to keep this thing under three hours, <laughs> which is why we had to trim the list back. Now, in conclusion... Tony has, as I'm seeing, he's frantically, frantically tallying the totals over here. I see them, him doing this online right now. So before we get into our drafting session, let me go over the totals of what everybody gave as far as the number that they gave for box office, red box, and trash box. For me, I had six box office movies, eight red box, and 11 trash. Wow. I am really critical this year. Okay. <laughs> Tony has 10 box office five red box, 10 trash. So he's almost as critical as me. There's probably some age thing here going on. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to Dan. Dan had 10 box office, nine red box, six trash. It's definitely an age thing. Chris had 11 <laughs> box office, nine red box, and five trash. So yes, the old crotchety men are more critical of the movies. I'll, I'll point out to you, year. Marty, last year you were also leading in trash box. <laughs> wow. Yes, he was. Hey, so I'd like, to, I'd like to just basically say Say that those of us who are filled with joy in our hearts <laughs> will probably go see more movies and get more out of them. That's all I'm saying. Or it could be that I just want to save my money for board games. That's a fair point. The, the, fair. the whole rules of this is there. there's infinite money and infinite time. That's true. That's so, true. and I think That's with true. infinite time and yeah. money, I want to go to the box office as much as humanly possible. So to finish <laughs> out this thing, coming up, we're going to do our draft. Y'all, the Broken Token has done it again. Not only are they going to upgrade the inserts for your box, but they're also upgrading the box in which your game is housed in. That's right. They are starting a whole new series called the Craftsman series. What this series is, is it gives you the option of being able to replace that old ratty box that would contain all your components with a nice wood box. The first box in this series is for Lords of Waterdeep, or as it's known here at Rolling Dice and Taking Names, Lords of the Waterdeep. Anyway, be sure to give my look at thebrokentoken.com. Well, that's right, people. Last year was such a hit with the draft. We're going to do it again this year. But you, our listeners, can get to play along with the professionals here and Marty. Professionals. Uh, <laughs> and Marty. And, and Marty. Marty. Right, right. And so our listeners, you will see a contest posted over um, in the BGG Guild. But basically what's going to happen is we're going to create a usual Google Doc survey form that we always do. And we'll post a link to it. And what you listeners will get to do is you will also get to pick the top three grossing films and the least grossing film from the list we provide. And whoever has that will get to be the winner. So if you pick the top three grossing films um, and the least grossing then you will win a $25 gift card to the Broken Token. And the person who um, comes in second, you're not the first loser here at Rolling Dice and Taking Names, you will be also entitled to a $10 gift card. So I don't want to, uh, you know, it's a participation award for the second person. So either way, go ahead and be sure to check out. We'll have it all posted out there for you to look. So anyway, the way this is works is the person who finished last last year gets the first draft, and then we will serpentine from there. So drafting order this year is Marty. Dan, myself, and then Chris, based on his epic win last year with Jurassic World. 
Ooh, so. dinosaurs. And and this dinosaurs. year we are not we are not uh veto we're not uh disqualifying any movies this year. Correct. Okay. That is correct. Every everything is free game. And, so Marty And we're picking just three, correct? Just three. That is correct. I tell you, I, so, I walked into this contest confident of my first pick, and now I think I may have changed it. Oh. I, <laughs> uh-huh. I was coming in for sure going to say Civil War. It's hard to go against the kids, y'all. I'm going to have to go with Finding Dory as my Dory, first pick. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. You can't go against Disney Pixar. This is like when the first person in front of you takes... Uh, you know, for, takes the first quarterback as, uh, you know, Tim Tebow, and you're like sitting there waiting for Tom Brady, and you're like, okay, go ahead and take Tebow because I'm taking <laughs> Civil War. Go, <laughs> make it nice and easy for me. Would you have wanted Civil War or, or Finding Dory? If I was picking second or if I was picking first? If you were picking first. Oh, I would take Civil War no matter what. Dadgummit. Yeah, no matter what. All right. So with that being said, I am going to have to go with – Oh, this is going to be so bad. Um, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go against my gut, and I'm going to go with the Secret Life of Pets. Ooh, wow, oh, not bad. Oh, I wanted that so bad. All right, Chris. All right, you know what? Even though I said it's going to be total crap, I'm drafting Warcraft. Wow. wow. And that's because he gets to pick again because he can that's, suck on that's this. That's right. But you know what? I'm picking Warcraft because of all the freaking nerds like you who are going to see it on opening weekend and <laughs> blow it out the freaking doors. Man. Here's the thing. Do I go Ghostbusters? Do I go Star Trek? Do I go X-Men Apocalypse? This is very tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. I, maybe I want to reconsider Warcraft. Mm. Mm. I don't know. They're so, so good. All right. You know what? Scratch Warcraft. Oh, oh, card no. laid is a card played, my friend. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because I get <laughs> oh back gosh. to back. I get no. back to back, okay? Oh. This is my this is me. This is my season, okay? I'm going Ghostbusters. All right. Ghostbusters. Okay. Okay. And next, what's your next pick? Oh, that's the It great better question. be Warcraft. What do you mean takes and backsies? And probably hey, stop it. It probably should be. It probably it's, should be. This is guys, this is what it's like to play board games you know what? with Chris. Fine. This fine, is what fine. it's like. Warcraft. <laughs> Fine. Warcraft and Ghostbusters. I'm going for it. Chris is the guy where you're two turns down the road and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I no, to I'm put not. my meeple over you there. You know I'm not. You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my heavens. Well, I, I hate to say it, but looking at the release dates, which has a huge, huge thing to do with it, yeah. I'm going to have to go with X-Men. Yeah. Solid choice. That is a solid choice and a good geek choice. I'm actually going to go with a movie that I said was going to stink, and I'm going to go with Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Whoa! I'm blown away. I just think the whole world is going to want to see this, especially in the first couple of weeks. And I agree with you, Dan. I almost, I almost picked Independence Day over X-Men. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I was going to go Independence Day, so now you've kind of left me. Um and you're right. The release date is important because you want to see what's coming up the next weekend. I just don't think anything that's coming out the weekend after Suicide Squad's going to beat it. So I think I'm going to say Suicide oh, Squad. Oh, I almost took that. Oh. That's a good pick. See, the problem with that pick, though, is you've got – it's so late in the season. I don't know if you'll be able to to, to make the money because, you know, we did close it off um, September 1st. But we'll see. Oh, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Last no, year, no, last year we, we went, went to like the end of September, theater. I think, didn't we? 
In yeah, September. Yeah, okay. September. That's September. fair because especially those late late uh, summer movies. Yep. Okay. And so with that in mind, just in case it does really well, I'm going to have to to finish out the season since there's nothing else competing against it. I'm going to say Ben Hur is my last pick. And to keep in mind, gentlemen, this is the last what? round. So why are we going three? We got to go four. Got to go four. We, we went four, four last year. Because that gives us like that's when you got to get those sleeper picks death. in the fourth year. That's right, the death yeah. picks. And it won't yeah. take us that long. Right. We got we got plenty of movies on here. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm fine. Okay, with I'm, it, I'm it'll take us. Okay, action. hold on. I'm changing my mind. <laughs> oh, okay, what do you want? Well, no, no, I'm changing my mind if we're going to do that. Okay, was, okay. No, that's fair. Go ahead. So you're- Star Trek Beyond. Oh, oh come on, Marty. Man. Oh, killing me, Smalls. Man, <laughs> that was going to be mine. Uh, I I think I'm just going to go with. You said I'm going to go with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Because we'll go sticking with the kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. See, we're getting down to the to the thin here. Oh my heavens! Wow. This this is. Oh man, 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 man. See, we we don't have enough. We don't have enough for this. Well, if you did your homework, I got plenty of picks raring to go, baby. I love that I'm putting all my beans in Warcraft and Ghostbusters because they're probably both going to suck. But you know what? <laughs> if they don't, I'm going to win so hard. This is going to be good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you will. So I, 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 I'm going to have to go with um, – oh, I hate to say this, but Legend of Tarzan. No, 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 no. The BFG. BFG. Yeah. Wow. I think, I think that's probably a pretty good. Solid. It's a solid – it's like taking a good kicker. You know, yeah, one round too early. Yeah, that's what we have. That's is. the last. Hey, it's my defense. It's my defense. <laughs> is it my turn? Yes, for two. Your last two. Oh my lord, I'm so nervous. Oh, <laughs> oh let me look through the. Uh, no, that's horrible. Uh, no, that's horrible. No, that's horrible. Um, no, that's horrible too. Oh, Tarzan. I think Tarzan might be pretty good, but you got two picks. I do, I know, but it's like it's hard. All right, you know, oh. you left it behind. So I'm uh, Ben Hur, though. I mean, it's such an adult movie. Saucy's Party is going to attract all the teenagers. Saucy's Party, boom. Oh, done. I have at nice. least three better than that. Rare nice. Thank you nope. for picking an R-rated movie. <laughs> nice. No, dude, you you have no idea how good this movie's going to do. R-rated every pot, movies aren't every good. pot don't, don't smoking, make movie, they don't make money. They every don't make money. pot, no, dude, every pot smoking teenager. Uh, I bet you it doesn't make a hundred million. Doesn't does exactly. It's going to. No it's way. Be amazing. Oh, absolutely. Oh. All right. So what's your so second good. pick? I want to say, I hate to choose Ben Hur up to Sausage Party, <laughs> but um, you can own that weekend. Oh God, this is this is now it's bad. Uh, let me see. Uh, not Pop Star, not Alistair looking at us. Not definitely not. Well, Angry Birds. It might be so bad that it might be good. And this is all I mean, domestic, it's, it's, right? We're going just domestic. Uh, yeah, d- just domestic. Domestic box office. Yeah, just like I did last year. Box oh, office. Crap. I hate not to choose Angry Birds. Even though I hate it, I don't want it to win. Uh, ben Hur Tarzan. Ben Hur Tarzan. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to flip a coin. Okay. All right. Here we go. Ben Hur. Ben Hur? Done. Ben Hur. Yep. Ben Hur. Tarzan. Oh, you're probably going to beat me. I'm going to go with Bourne. Dang it. Dang mm. it. 
I forgot about Jason Bourne. Yep. I should have taken that Shoot. one. Shoot. Yeah. Um. So I've got uh, one left here. Um. Go Ice Age. Go for it, dude. Dude, that's not a bad pick. <laughs> Ice Age or uh, that's Alice? Not a bad pick. Actually, Alice is going to make a lot of money. It was the only. It was the other birds. one that I almost. Or Angry, Angry Birds. Birds will make a lot of money too. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but Alice is right there with X Men. You know what? Oh, this is a bad spot. Um. <laughs> Angry Birds is going to be so bad. You know what? I'm going to have to go Ice Age. I'm just going to take a chance on Ice Age. That's not bad. Not bad yeah, for uh, solid for Mr. Solid. What do they call it, Mister Irrelevant? It's not a yeah, bad pick, Mister. <laughs> all right, you gonna review re- review them real quick for the for the guild? I most certainly will for all our listening audience out there. So Marty, to show that he can come back from last year, has picked Finding Dory, Suicide Squad, Star Trek, and Ice Age. Dan follows up with uh, Marvel, Civil War, Independence Day, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I pause for laughter for our listening oh. audience there. <laughs> and then Jason Bourne. I follow up with, I'm going for that kid audience again with The Secret Life of Pets, X-Men. And then The Long Shot, the BFG. And then hopefully, I got a feeling Tarzan is going to be my poltergeist like Marty from last year, <laughs> which was absolutely nothing. Chris, of course, picks Ghostbusters because he is just such a fan. <laughs> then he backs up with Warcraft, Sausage Party. Remember, we weren't counting Redbox rentals, but that's okay, Chris. <laughs> and then Ben-Hur. You laugh, Tony. I bet you by the time, maybe not the first week, but I bet you by the second week, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles beats Apocalypse. Can we, can we do something special this year? Can we, we always do something special. Can we put bids down on who we think is going to win? Okay. All right. I'm fine. I don't know what that means, but yeah, go for it. <laughs> like saying, like saying, do I think that mine's going to win, or I think somebody else is going to win? Like, 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 we'll, we'll say, like, do we think ours strong enough to win? We believe it, or we're going to put a little bit down so we can save some face on somebody else's picks. All right. So, Chris, who do you think is going to take take home the um, golden nut this time? I think Dan's probably going to get it. Well, wait, wait, wait. Re- review Dan's picks again. Dan's picks are Civil War, Independence Day, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Born. Yeah, he's going to get it. He's yeah. gonna get He's it. He's gonna get it. All right. So Dan, who do you think's gonna take um, it? well I think I'm gonna take it, but if I can't pick myself, I'll say uh I No, you, you can pick, pick yourself. You can pick yourself. I mean that's kinda of, almost sounds a little cheesy to do. What how about if you can't no, pick not. yourself? I I'd say Marty's got a pretty solid top three and then a wild card being Ice Age, I think he he actually will take it. Are you uh, you can pick yourself, dude? Are you no, sure? No, we'll go with Marty. All right. Marty. I am totally regretting my first pick now. Um, well, here's, here's why it's because I didn't realize the next week independence day is coming right after finding Dory. Meanwhile, civil war has nothing coming behind it for three weeks straight, which means it's just going to dominate the box office for three state weeks. It's probably true. Until the other Marvel. Yeah. Good launching. Yeah. Dan walks away with this hands down. No, but I'll be honest with you. Find Dory is not a bad pick because it's going to stay strong the entire summer. Look at what Minions did for me, man. I mean, Minions just, it wasn't a Jurassic World, but it was right there. And this is Pixar. This is a follow up to Find Nemo. You're going to be fine. Yeah, we'll see. And I completely believe that. Um, Dan's going to pull it off as well. And I think the last place person is going to be me. So then, <laughs> I agree with that. Mm, see, no, <laughs> no I wait think, a minute. I, I think Sausage no, Party is going to be the last place I person. Chris. I th- yeah, I think Sausage Party. <laughs> I will bet you $100 that Sausage Party is not the last place on this list. On this list? 
Oh, you know what? I'll bet you. Oh no! Wait, 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 wait! No, the entire list. Oh, oh well, that's I'm just no. I was gonna say out, no, of, no, no. out of this sixteen, I, I bet you Sausage Party will be the worst. I think Sausage Party is gonna do better than you expect. Do you think it'll be better than the, any of the other sixteen? Oh God, I'd have to look at the sixteen again. Oh, I mean, maybe not, but I think it's gonna do really well. I think it's gonna do much better than all of you give it credit for. People have been waiting for an adult animated short. You think about how many people, here's the thing. Think about how many people who have grown up with anime movies, especially Pixar, and smoke pot, drink, <laughs> or like want to see something besides Finding Dory. And all of a sudden, Sausage Party comes out and they're like, huh, sex, drugs, everything. Let's go. Let's go to the theater to see this. Let's go. Stoned. I mean, they're going to storm the theaters. It's going to make a ton of money. Chris, you did that way too well. I know I did. I probably did. Sorry. So, 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 Chris, who's going to be in last place? Um, probably Marty again. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> I have no idea. No, I, ha- I really have no idea. This is a total mix-up. Like last year when I picked Jurassic World, I was like, boom, I got it. I just knew it. Yeah, because as soon as you mentioned, as soon as you started to say Jurassic, we all realized. Right. It came out at the perfect time. It was the perfect movie. Uh, I'll be honest with you. This year, we've got a great mix all the way around. I, I, I'm really excited to see how it turns out. So does that mean you're not picking the worst? Somebody's got to finish in last. Oh, we're supposed to pick who I think's going to finish last. I've already, I've already put yours in for you, Marty. You pick me. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> That's great. Because <laughs> Ghostbusters, I think Ghostbusters will carry Chris over his bad sausage probably, party pick. Probably, yeah. I just hope Warcraft beats Ghostbusters. That's my only it's hope. It's not going to. No, 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 way. no way. Chris, no are way. you picking Tony then? I'm picking Tony, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. No, I'm I'm the big loser. I understand. That. That's <laughs> it's all right. If it makes you feel any better, Tony, I pick Chris. I oh, <laughs> snap. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, that is that is an awesome draft. And as always, thank you so much for being on Rolling Dice and Taking Names movie picks for the summer. I'm, I'm always looking forward to this. And guys, you know what to do here. Plug yourself. Make it happen. No, you don't. Well, you Obviously, can find us. You can find us at, uh, <laughs> you can find both of us on the Geek All Stars. We've got a, a pretty cool show coming up in a couple of weeks. I guess by the time this drops, uh, the cat will be out of the bag. Um, I don't even think I told Marty. Marty, I apologize. We have a duo coming on for the next 15 minute power hour. So I had to bump you just for this next one. And this is the last time that we'll have Dan <laughs> on Box Office, Red Box. Oh, I'm so sorry. We have uh, Ashley V. Robinson and um, Jason Inman from uh, the Geek History Lesson. Uh, Jason does the DC All Access. Uh, Ashley, Rob- Ashley V. Robinson also does um, Girl and Supergirl. They do a lot of stuff. We're going to have them on the next. Uh, it's going to be a very comic-centric 15-minute power hour. And then uh, also, uh, hopefully by the time this drops, we'll have already had dropped our last Geek All-Stars, where Chris and I do a top 11 from 2011 since our five-year anniversary for the show is coming up we thought we'd look back on the first year where we put the show out and do a top 11 for it all right i'll plug myself you can find me on twitter at dice hate me and i like to like to plug that on kickstarter right now we have our bottom of the ninth clubhouse expansion so if you like baseball and even if you don't like baseball this is an amazing game so come out and check out bottom uh, bottom of the ninth clubhouse expansion excellent it, it, and that's it man come oh, on i'm at, some more. at geek jock oh, on twitter i forgot to put oh, my twitter dude, I, I could i could <laughs> plug myself for years i mean by the way dan the uh justin gary episode loved it oh dude. thanks man loved it i appreciate it well you know 
I'm, I'm holding the love for Ascension there for you. you know, we, let's go ahead and – anyway, just kidding. So, guys, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> I did love your review of Ascension. Uh, we gave it our best shot. So, um, But thank you so much for coming back on to the show. We look forward to talking with you again and look, definitely look forward to seeing you guys at Origins. I know you're going to be there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Absolutely. to. You know what? I'm not working a booth this year. I can't wait to hang out with you guys. I really – I really love you guys. I really uh, miss hanging out with you guys. Uh, I do this too much at the end of shows where I send out the love, but we love all the listeners, but I love guys like you two a lot, and I can't wait to play some games with you at Origins. My gosh, hurry up. I got to go to bed. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. So so enough of the brotherly love, so Marty needs to go to bed. So if you would, just do me a favor and keep rolling dice. And taking names. Thanks for listening to RDTN. Follow us on Twitter at Dyson Names. Visit our website, RollDiceTakeNames.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Roll Dice Take Names. Visit our BGG Guild. Like us on Facebook. Oh, time out. What? Is that a dog? <laughs> okay, can you hear my dog? All right, let me go move. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just about to type. Can you? Hear I that just texted. Dog? I All just right. texted down. I was like, "Is that All your right. dog?" If you yeah. can hear my dog, I'm gonna go move her. Hold on a second. Okay. <laughs> if you haven't been over to funagain.com in a while, you may want to go check them out. They've been doing this big spring cleaning, as well as they've got their pre-order page pretty well updated. You might find over there Nina and Penta, Arkwright, West of Africa. Star Wars Carcassonne, as well as one that's got my attention, Castles of Burgundy, the card game. So be sure to check them out at funagain.com. Thank you for checking out a United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find All Us Geeks, a podcast that discusses board games, movies, television, comics, Kickstarter, and many other forms of geek culture. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.